Yo, what up? Not much, dude. What you doing? Just ready to record a pod. Happy to be back. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I know, dude. Last time I had you on was December 12th, or around then, like beginning of December. So it, uh. Oh, God, it's been that long. Dog, it's been a while. Uh, this, I don't know what it was about this break. Well, I have an idea of what the break, why this break in between uh, the last episode in February and this episode in mid-April has felt so long. But it just felt so long, dude. Like, I was like, damn, dude, I'm ready to go. But I'm like, ah, you got to stick to your schedule, man. Got to stick to your schedule. <laughs> yeah, we had to at least catch a couple things before we actually start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have been premature. And Lord knows none of us want to come here premature. That's always that's always an awkward experience. <laughs> and I mean, it usually never happens, yeah. and you just have to explain why it happened. It's a whole thing. Basically, and I'm just gonna. So official right now, like I'm like. So how am I coming through? Do I sound okay? Yeah, you sound. I mean, you sound like you're on a speaker. Like literally, that's. I keep the speaker of my phone to the mic, and that's how I record. So that's what you sound like. Okay, because I got my like actual gaming headset. <laughs> like. Really, that's weird. <laughs> Usually, headsets are problematic when recording, but you, you're coming in great. Yeah, you sound. I didn't even know. I couldn't even tell. Um. Sweet. Deal. Good to know. Alright, are you ready Are you ready to get this started? Dude, I have like an actual notepad and pen in hand, like, yeah. I feel so fucking official right now. Bro, <laughs> you texted me that photo of your notes, and I was like, oh, well, fuck him, I, I, I'm not showing up without notes, fuck him. So I was like, <laughs> I gotta step my game up. God, dude, can you believe we've been doing this? God, we've been doing this for... This will be. This is the fourth year we've been doing it for three years. Where does the time go, Justin? Where does the time go? I mean, it feels like yesterday we had our first uh, hangout when you introduced me to Jameson. Like, she. Oh, dude, it's so. Yeah, dude. I think this is. Uh, I think we agreed. Was it last year? This year? Who the hell knows? Fifteen years of friendship. There you go. Cheers to that, man. Hey, cheers to that. Anyway, let's get started. Okay, well, let's not keep the people waiting any longer. All right, let me let me take a sip of tea. Let, let me take my sip of tea. Can't start an episode without a, without tea, ladies and gentlemen. Black tea, more specifically. I can't stand green tea. I'm a very ritualistic person. What can I say? Okay, so let's get started. Okay, one more sip of tea, and then we'll get started. All right, all right. Oh, okay. Fourth year doing this. I still feel like a dork when I have to do it. Okay. Hello, world. Welcome back to the Flores and Friends podcast. This is episode 55, the first episode of volume 4, and I can't start off a new volume, a new year, without at least having my buddy on, my best friend of several years, Justin Hartwell. How are you doing today, man? Oh, we're doing great. I am ready to dive in, man. I am official as hell right now. I got notes, I got paper, I got pen, yeah, I got dude. a thing of water, like I am yeah, dude, we have so much to cover. Like, it's ridiculous. And this is only part one. Literally, me and Justin decided there's too much episode. 
We're already planning for a two-parter that will be coming out uh, next Wednesday. This will be dropping on the 24th. The next episode, the part two will be dropping on May 1st. And not only will it feature Justin, it will also feature another friend of mine who is a nerd like us, Tiffany. She's been on the show before. Uh, I promised her that she'd be on to talk about Endgame, which is what we're about to talk about today. I, I, I keep telling myself I'm going to listen to the demo again. The original demo that we did, episode zero, that's how I classify it on my um, in my computer is episode zero. And one of these days I'm going to listen to it again because I think I've listened to it twice and I've never listened to it again because it was so – I think I just want to listen to it and laugh at like how uh, amateurish we were. <laughs> Yeah, dude. I mean, we're pretty. We're still pretty amateurish, you know. We're. I, I like to think of this as like if I had an indie band, this would be my indie band, right? Uh, exactly. So we're. I mean, we're we're growing. We're growing. Uh, just a little housekeeping for everyone listening. Uh, this volume four and volume five next year will be the last two episode, last two uh, volumes of the show as currently constructed. I don't know what's going to happen after that, but. Volume 5, I've already scheduled to end with the 100th episode, and I'm a firm believer that nothing should go beyond 100 episodes, so it's time to move on after that. Don't worry, I'm not going anywhere, I still plan to do this, but there will be, it will be something new. So there will be 21 episodes this volume, and then 25, the most we've ever done, not including that awful, awful, awful four-parter that Justin and I did in Volume 1, uh... But yeah, Volume 5 will be 25 episodes, and it'll be the swan song of the Flores and Friends podcast. Um, but that's a whole ways away. We still got to get through Volume 4, and I am so fucking excited. Are you ready to go, Justin? Dude, I am ready and willing, sir. You just let me know when. Okay, so we have a few things to cover. We're going to talk about Game of Thrones, as we're both very, very big fans of that show. Unfortunately, we, we are recording this this Saturday uh, after episode one but the day before episode two so this will be going out uh the wednesday after episode two we will not be covering it but we will be covering episode two and previewing winter the episode three which is the battle of winterfeld in part two on may 1st just getting that out the way sorry to be so technical i just don't want people to get confused and be like why the fuck are they talking about episode two it's like Sorry, guys. Scheduling. What can I say? Uh, exactly. And then we'll be talking about the rest of the... We'll be talking about the superhero films that have come out so far in 2019. I mean, we're only in April, dude, and we have four fucking films to cover. That is ridiculous. Like, it is getting ridiculous how many superhero films there are. So we'll be talking about Captain Marvel, Shazam, uh, Hellboy. Y- y'all are going to enjoy that one. Uh, and then this is a this episode is also a glorified preview of Endgame. Um, Justin and I will be speculating and talking about what we think is going to happen and what the MCU is going to look like. MCU is going to look like after this uh, movie uh, because we've been promised it's a monumental shift, uh, and so we're going to discuss what we think is going to happen afterwards. And we're also going to talk about some other films that are coming out down the line uh, for the rest of the year. And then uh, I promise we're going to get to the actual conversation after this. We will be – I will be asking Justin the new questions for Volume 4. Okay, without anything further ado, let's talk about it. Game of Thrones. Justin, how long have you been a fan of Game of Thrones? Uh, let's see. I, initially, like I kept eyeballing Game of Thrones for a while. Yeah, same. And I never really had like actual – 
access to HBO to watch it consistently. Yeah. And then uh, when I met Jamie way back. Yeah. That was, what, four or five years ago now? Jesus. God. We're so old. Fuck. Dude. God. Like, the more I revisit that, the more it, like, blows up how fast time goes by. Dog. But, anyways, she was really big into it. Yeah. And, of course, like, Justin, if you like Lord of the Rings, if you like fantasy stuff, you're going to love this show. So you came in around, so, you came in around season four or season five? Okay, so this is season seven, right? No, this is season eight. But then again, they did take two years off. Like we didn't have a season last year, and before that, it was every year. So, so you think you came in I, around season five, right? Yeah, I think I went through seasons one through five and watched six, seven, and now this season, like as it happened. Okay, and just up top for everything we are about to discuss pertaining Game of Thrones and all the films we listed earlier. Uh, spoiler alert, we are not holding back. We are going to talk about anything and everything. So if you have not watched any Game of Thrones, what the fuck are you doing with your life? Uh, <laughs> if you've not seen any of the films we're about to talk about, you might want to skip ahead. You might want to wait on this episode or, you know, whenever. Just, you know, just a heads up. Spoiler alert. Official spoiler alert. You can just edit it at the beginning, like, we'll be covering Game of Thrones from this time to this time. Nah, man. <laughs> I think it's pretty much assumed that, like, if you're going to listen to anything that talks about a movie or film, and it's and if it doesn't say spoiler-free, then it, you, I think it's safe to assume you have, there's going to be spoilers. Anyway, I've That's been right. a fan of Game of Thrones. Like, I was like, see, I've been, I'm a noted contrarian. Like, when I see The Herd, uh, which is a very condescending way of describing, you know, people. When I see the herd uh, flocking towards, like, something very popular, I'm like, ooh, I don't know about that. Uh, I'm all right. I don't need to do that. Uh, right. You know, for better or for worse, you know, uh, I think you discover more cool things or cooler things, you know, when you search it out in yourself and don't necessarily follow the crowd. But also, don't be a dick, man. Just don't think – you're not better than anyone. Shut up, John. Anyway, <laughs> so – uh, I have to hand it to uh, previous guests on the show, Dalvin Ford and Ben Casson. They're both big fan. They were both. Big, they are both big fans of Game of Thrones. Dalvin's actually read all the books, which I don't know how anyone fucking does that. But okay. Uh, and then they both told me, like independently, give it season one. If you can watch Game of Thrones season one, and you don't want to watch the rest of it, you gave it a fair shot. Just give those first ten episodes. It's ten hours. It goes by very quick. If you can't get into Game of Thrones season one, then you're not going to enjoy the rest of this. You just don't even bother. So I was like, okay, I'll give Game of Thrones season one. And motherfucker got me hooked. <laughs> like, I was like, I started in 2016. I think I started uh, season six, seven. I was like just in the middle of season six when I started, I think, if I recall correctly. I can't remember. And I was waiting for seven to come out. Yeah, somewhere around there. And. I can't remember. It's all a blur. Anyway, so what I'm trying to say is that uh, I, like, blitz through it all in a month. It is one of the most easily bingeable, watchable shows. Like, it's so seamless and so, like, efficient, dude. Dude, I cranked out five seasons of Game of Thrones Yeah. in, like, three months. Yeah, dude. I did it, I did it in a month. I did, like, all five seasons in, like, half of six in a month. 
It was it was so addicting. What can I say? <laughs> Damn, you were cranking them out. Okay, so let's let's get some things established. You know that we haven't already established because I don't think we've talked about Game of Thrones. You and I definitely haven't talked about it on this show, but uh, I don't think I've talked much about it. I can't remember. The, the the all the episodes blur together for me of this show. Uh, anyway, so who do you, who would you say is your favorite character overall? Like who's your guy or girl? Oh man, I love I love Podrick. Really, I love Pod just because like he's a simple character. He does what he does, and that whole scene with Tyrion, Bronn, and Pod. Oh, when he's got the jacket. <laughs> When he comes back, he's got the jackhammer yeah, dick. Like, <laughs> hold, hold up, both are like, but they made they let you keep the money. That was such a great and scene. Like, you will drink and you will talk. Oh man, we need to know everything that just happened. <laughs> so okay, uh, so that's so, your that's love, your yeah. Go ahead. I love, I love Patrick for all of that. Mm-hmm. I love Braun. Oh yeah, definitely. Because it, it's Braun. Braun, and, the uh, not Bran. There's a big. There seems to always be a confusion, like when you're talking about Braun and people get Braun and Bran mixed up. Granted, those are very so, similar names. Uh, Braun, the sorts. Uh, uh, what is it? Sword. Sail sword. Yeah, that one. Yep, the one that you know was Tyrion's right hand, and then Jamie's like. Lieutenant or whatever. And motherfucking shot a dragon. Yeah, motherfucking shot a dragon. Like, he, he's badass. I love him. Yeah. So those are probably my top two, like, quote unquote, like, underrated yeah. characters, if that makes sense. Mm hmm. Because they're not, you know, they're not like Arya or Sansa, like, the big names. Yeah, they're not John or Danny or, you know, whatever. And then. I love Davos. Oh, dude, that was... You stole mine. I was about to say my favorite. If I had to say my favorite overall, it's my homie Davos Seaworth, the Onion Knight, dude. He holds it down. Like yeah. I'm like, see, here's a guy. Sorry to stop the interrupt, but like Davos, I just like... Here's a guy who just fucking gets it. Like I'm like, he's the most practical, like reliable, like wise motherfucker out there who's just like, hey, man, I'm just trying to fucking survive, dude. Like I'm just trying to do the right thing, but you know... I'm not a fighter. I'm just trying to, you know, live to see the next day. Like, Davos, I call him Davos my homie, dude. Davos is my homeboy for life, dude. Absolutely. I'm not a pirate. I was a smuggler. There's a difference. <laughs> yeah. And when he's like, I just remember in last season, the line that really stuck out for me was like, that cement, that like added on to my like devotion to that character is like, when he has to sneak uh, Tyrion into King's Landing to talk to Jamie to set up a meeting, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. And he's like, I can get you in. But I have to warn you, I'm not a fighter. I'm like, see, see, this guy gets it. And then when he's telling old Gendry to be like, hey, man, don't say anything. Hey, guys, let's not go north. Hey, he's like, what do I know? I've just lived a long life. Fucking do what y'all want. I'm just like, Davos, you get it, dude. You, you, we, me and you, we're on the same fucking page. Davos is my favorite character. That, that's totally fair. Like, it's hard not to like those characters. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about, well, what, how do you, how do you feel? And we're going to get to episode one. We're just, you know, laying the groundwork here. How do you feel about some of the main characters? Like, I mean, I, I don't know why you wouldn't like John, but do you think his, like, 
good boy, like Boy Scout, like honorable thing. You think that's like a bad thing? Like that's a weakness, right? No, I think it's. I mean, it's the same kind of thing as uh, like Ned Stark. Yeah, absolutely. Like he was an honorable man. He was a strong individual. He commanded a lot of. He didn't really command respect. Just everyone respected him. Yeah. Because they knew how honorable and how true he was and that unfortunately got him killed it's the game man the game is the game always exactly so if you're honorable but smart about it it can work I just at this point I just feel bad for John the dude's had a hard life like fuck like if I was John I would have been like you know what fuck all y'all I'm going home (laughs) (laughs) Like, I saw, I saw the meme the other day. It's, uh, it shows John, and he's leaned back, like, rubbing his eyes. Oh, yeah, I think I saw like, that one, too. <laughs> it's like, every time he gets rid of a title, they give him a new one. It's like, yeah, he gets promotion, the promotions you don't want. <laughs> exactly. It's like, dude, I'm tired. All I want to do is get rid of these things and, and like, save everyone and call it a day. I don't want to be a king. I like, he went from a bastard. <laughs> yeah. To... A knight of the Night's Watch. Yeah. To the Lord Commander of the Night's Watch. Yeah. To the leader of the Free People. Yep. To uh, King of the North. Yep. To now the rightful heir to the Iron Throne. I mean, like, I just feel bad. Like, I, it just sticks to me that, like, after uh, Melisandre resurrects him, and then I think before they have the Battle of the Bastards, one of the best hours of television you will ever watch. Uh, right. He literally tells Melisandre, hey, yo, for real? Yo, if I die, please, please don't bring me back. Please don't bring me back, dude. I'm done. Just fucking deal I'm with it yourselves. <laughs> I'm tired of this shit. Just let me be. <laughs> oh, dude. Uh, so how do you feel about Danny? Like, first off, let's get on the record. Like, Amelia Clark. I'm just going to say it. Gorgeous. Number one. Like, she's number one now. She's like... I think she's one of the most beautiful women on the planet, but, like, as far as, like, celeb actresses go, number one. Uh-huh. Gold medal right there. Dude, uh, what's the girl's name that plays Sansa? Oh, Sophie Turner. She's coming to her own. Oh, yeah, we gotta talk about X-Men, too. That's coming up. We gotta binge... Don't let me forget to bring up X-Men, uh, Dark uh, Phoenix. That's I, coming I haven't, up. I haven't, I, mean, I, haven't, I haven't even seen the trailer for that, honestly. Okay, well, we'll talk about it when we're talking about films that are coming out down the line. Don't let me forget that one. Because you know we have a tendency to forget X-Men movies. <laughs> right. Anyway, uh, Sophie Turner. Sophie Turner. Yeah, Sophie Turner. Like, I don't know what it is, but whenever she's talking and you see that, like, rise of power in her, she gives that side look. Yeah. Dude, gets me every single time. She bad. She, she's she really bad, dude. She's a baddie, dude. But so how do you feel about... so fierce in that moment and I'm just through the moon so how do you feel about Danny and then how do you feel about Sansa like I I have a complicated relationship with Sansa but I think eh Danny's alright I guess she's not my favorite character but you know like I I want I think Danny means well so I'm like okay I guess I'll root for you but like I'm also expecting I'm expecting Danny to be like fuck all y'all I got dragons so right so I actually have that one written down as Danny versus Sansa yeah um I I like the dynamic the dynamic. Okay. Because they were both like Danny grew up in this, you know, 
I am the queen, I am the queen, I am the queen, where Sansa was, like, was thrown about. Yeah. You know, queen to the Iron Throne, then, uh, then married to Tyrion, then to, uh... Ramsey Bolton. Then went to the Eerie, and yeah, then yeah, 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 yeah. thrown about to the Eerie. Boltons and everything else. So, the fact that she, like, grew, and she had to, like, grow and evolve into this now... Uh, Queen of the North position. Yeah, Lady of the North, Queen of the North, essentially, yeah. So it's very, like, seeing that dynamic between them of, you know, born to, you know, knowing you're going to rule and wanting to rule to going through all the trials and tribulations, you see that, that headbutt of a situation. Yeah. yeah. I would say so, that, I would say that my complicated relationship with Sansa is based on the fact that, like, for, like, all seven seasons, I was like, Sansa's gonna find a way to fuck this up, isn't she? And to her credit, she didn't really fuck up anything too bad, but, like, all last season, I was like, Sansa's gonna fuck this up, isn't she? And you know what? She surprised me, so I'm like, hey, maybe she isn't, like, the worst character on the show. But, like, I'm like, okay, all right, I guess, sure. She's She has impressed me in this first episode, and I'm looking forward to what she does in the rest of this season. Um, How do you feel about uh, Cersei and Jaime? So... Quick note on Sansa, then we can go Cersei Jamie. Sure. Um, I definitely, like, her, like, saving grace for me, mm-hmm. you know, from last season into this one was the Peter Baylor scene. Oh, yeah, that's what I was talking, yeah, definitely. Like, that moment where she was like, oh, no, I, I, you, I admit, I am a slow learner, but I do learn. And just that whole moment, I was like, and we're good, you're... You are now on my side. We are ready to rock and roll. You get it, girl. Yeah. Um, it's a uh, so Cersei. Baby. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the. What do you think about the connection? There is a parallel there between Cersei and Sansa. The fact that both of these characters at one point have been like broken down to like their lowest point, and now yeah. they're rising up and like have gained power and are smarter. You know, for better or for worse. Like one's evil and one, you know. Is we're assuming is you know good and righteous in Sansa, so it's very interesting that parallel between them two, be, between the two of them, because there there was you could tell Cersei had a lot of influence on Sansa. Oh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. But I think like they were talking about it last season, where Cersei did everything for her kids and her family. Yeah, absolutely. So when uh, the youngest son. Tommen. Killed himself. Yeah, Tommen. Tommen, thank you. When Tommen went, the you know the writers and the directors after the scenes like now that she doesn't have any kids to keep her like in check. Yeah. And some kind of like tethered to the world. That's terrifying for everybody else. So See, the fact that she's like unhinged at this point now yeah. is what makes seriously so terrifying. But the fact that Sansa now has the North. Yeah. And has, you know, you know, and that Arya's now back, and Bran's still now back. Technically, I guess Bran is back. <laughs> We're going to talk about Bran after this, after this episode. Uh, oh, I am praying for it. Uh, um, but yeah, but the fact that she has a larger sense than just power and family but now that family's pretty much all gone now it's literally 
Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I never trusted Cersei when she said that. She's like, she always like, I'm doing this for my family. I'm like, mm, I think your family's your excuse. But I really think that Cersei always wanted power. And Sansa strikes me as the person that was like, when she says, "I'm really looking out for my family," I really believe Sansa. I really believe that Sansa Absolutely. cares more about her family than anything. I don't think she wants to be. I honestly don't think. I think Sansa could walk away from being Lady of the North. As long as, like, her family could take over and do a good job. Like, I don't think she wants to be in charge. But, hey, man, she's done, she has to do what she has to do, right? Yeah. I mean, I I, I fully believe and hope that she's going to end up having Winterfell and being yeah. happy. Yeah. Okay. So how do you feel about, uh, how do you feel about Jamie? Jamie has gone, like, a really well played redemption arc yeah dude i think that's cons- i think that's the general consensus on that character his arc his like 180 has been remarkable and the fact that you no, know, he has always been some kind of honor bound yeah and everyone's like yeah sure but we know you're a shithead and so on and and you forth. killed the king so what the fuck does your oath or your words mean now Exactly, but then, like, as you, like, grow with the character, you find out that, you know, he killed the king because he was going to kill everyone else. Yeah, for real. And, you know, he's, you know, has that dynamic, is the best way I can describe it, with Brianna Tarth. Yeah. You know, the most honorable woman alive, and he's like, so that's what being truly honorable means, and kind of, like, grew from that, like, I need to redeem my own honor. Yeah. And, you know, the loss of his hand from being, you know, the greatest fighter to now a decent fighter, but more of a commander now. Yeah. You know, it. Yeah, it I, I'm intrigued to see how this goes. Honestly, so I'll let you go and then we'll cover the next bit. No, let's talk about, uh, I'll just say this about Jamie. Uh, I, I echo everything you said, like, his arc is, is just the best, and... I, I actually like him. I hated him at first, but now I like him. He definitely did whatever the opposite, I guess a face turn, whatever the opposite of a heel turn is. Like he uh he's great and I'm actually rooting for him now. Uh I I don't know what's going to happen to him, but I mean he's a good guy and I think he genuinely he's probably the only person on in Westeros that genuinely loves Tyrion. So mentioning that let's transition into how do you feel about Tyrion and then we'll talk about Arya and then we'll talk about the episode so Tyrion I've always had mad respect for yeah for real like from that first episode where he bitch slaps the fuck (laughs) and he's just like say it it again and I'll hit you again I'm telling him go on Go tell her. I don't give a shit. And the fact that he was like, did that to him. He bonded with John. Yeah. He has the wit to keep up with uh, Viserys and Peter Baelish. Yeah. Like, I've, I have always loved and respected Tyrion since that first episode. I will say, though... Uh... Well, I'll say the moment I fell in love with Tyrion. Uh, again, I binged watched it, so like I breezed through the first two seasons uh, in season three. Uh, yeah. It's the episode where Tyrion's on trial, and like he's like, and Shay is testifying against him, 
and like he he's like I I wish to confess and he's like I'm guilty of being a dwarf blah 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 that that glorious like uh, monologue or whatever and he's like he looks at the people he just saved at the Battle of Blackwater he's like I saved you he's like I, I he's like I should have let you die. I should. I wish there was enough poison, and I wish I had enough poison to poison all of you. And he's like, he wishes, like, he's just so, uh, he's just so good. But I have to admit, uh, you know, as as Danny's hand right now, hand of the queen, he's been kind of letting me down, man. He's kind of been like, mm, bro, you're kind of, I don't know what's going on with you, but you seem to be slipping, bro. Yeah, I think he just didn't realize how devious, I guess. Cersei and Jamie were like when they first came over to Westeros. Yeah. And, you know, because he always knew he was, you know, the smart one. Yeah. Like, Cersei was the manipulator, Tyrion was the brains, and Jamie was the warrior. Yeah, definitely. So, I feel like he never really knew how far Cersei and Jamie were willing to go. Yeah. And,. I feel like now that he has, like, some kind of guidance instead of just himself, like, with, like, okay, we need to make sure she gets onto the throne because I believe and trust in her and everything. Yeah, I think he's I gone think, soft. I really believe Tyrion's gone soft. Yeah, but I, I feel like he's really going to, like, hit the gas okay. the, as the season goes. So you expect you expect him to be like, hey, man, I've been fucking up for a while, but, you know, here's my game six. Like, this is when I put up all the points and win it for us and stuff like that. Absolutely. Okay, so I uh how do you feel about Arya? I love Arya. Who doesn't love Arya? Like fuck I, I, again, same kind of thing from season one where she's like, I don't want to learn how to knit. I want to sword fight. Yeah. I want to be able to shoot an arrow from across the courtyard yeah. and show up everyone. Like I, I this is who I am. I don't know what else you want from me. And just seeing her growth has just yeah. been, like, the moment. So, hold on. We'll just cover characters, and then we'll go through the episode. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just seeing her growth. Like, especially last season, where it's uh, the Hound and Brienne, like, meet up before the meeting. Yeah. And then they're just like, I thought you were tasked with, you know, protecting Arya and the Starks. And Brienne's just... No, she could she could handle her own, and both of them have that like mutual like look of I'm so proud of her. Yeah, I'm so proud that she's like a mass murderer now. <laughs> I'm so proud of a little murdering ninja. Like I love her. It's just so like, like that's what I'm, it's yeah. just Arya is so slick, and she's so just. This is who I am. Deal with it, and and that's it. Like nothing more, nothing less. Yeah, I really am interested to see, like, Brienne got a little taste because Brienne and uh, Arya had, you know, a sparring match. And Brienne, like, it ended in a draw, which if you look yeah. at if you look at who's fighting, like, five foot nothing Arya versus, like, six one Brienne with, like, who's, like, an older. It, it seems like a mismatch, but it ends, it ends in a draw. And then I think Brienne's like, yo, what the fuck? And I don't think anyone anyone else has any kind of idea of how fucking deadly Arya is. And I'm really looking forward to her, like, demonstrating, like, oh, no, I can fuck people up. I've killed dozens of people. Like, the frays are gone because by my hand. It's like, God, I can't wait till she, like, fucking slices and dices some motherfuckers. Oh, 
I'm, I'm waiting for that moment where John looks over and sees her. Like, yeah. That, that's what I'm envisioning. I'm envisioning whatever battle comes. Yeah, Battle of Winterfell. That, like, what, like if it's that battle or another battle or something else where, yeah. you know, everyone's fighting. John looks over and sees Arya, runs over to help her, and she just murks everyone around her, and he just stops like, well, shit. All right. All right. <laughs> we'll talk about that later, but right now. Obviously, you can handle it. Okay, so uh, we'll get into uh, the first episode, Winterfell, uh, of season eight. Uh, I I was reading a lot of a lot of initial reactions I saw were that it was slow and it was boring, and I was like, "How dare you!" That episode, like, that episode was great. Like, I mean, it wasn't the the most action packed. It wasn't the most devious episode. But I, I enjoyed every... I've watched it three times, and I never get bored in that episode. Like, it's just great from start to finish. Like, when I saw people saying it was boring, or that it was too slow, or whatever else... Like, or not enough happened, or anything like that. Okay, if you think not enough happened, then you're obviously not a fan of the series. Yeah. Because you had... You know, you had Tyrion and Sansa seeing each other for the first time since... Yeah. Uh, the death. Uh, yeah, the, the purple wedding at Joffrey's uh, death. Joffrey, thank you, shithead. Um, <laughs> Prince shithead. Let's just call him head. Prince shithead. <laughs> like that, that's the last time they saw each other. Yeah, you saw Arya and the Hound meet up. You saw Danny telling Sam, "Oh yeah, your your dad, your bro." Yeah, about that. And then it culminates yeah. with Sam telling John, "Yo, bro." Uh, you know that aunt lady? Uh, turns out she was your mom, and uh, your real aunt is uh, Daenerys, the one you've been fucking. So, <laughs> but just the fact that so that whole exchange. First off, my heart broke. It was like, oh, you saved, you know, one of my right hands, and you cleared it. And you oh cleared yeah, you talking about the Sam and Danny scene. Yep, going with the Sam Danny scene. Like, you know, you've, you saved, oh. uh, what's his name, from Grayscale. Yeah, J- Sir Jorah. Jorah, thank you. Uh, my names are slipping right There's now. A I'm lot. so upset with myself. There's a lot. There's a lot of names. There's. I think that's one of the overwhelming things of getting into the show. You lose track of all the characters. It. I, I yeah. totally understand, man. So, you have, you know, hey, you saved him. It's like, yeah, well, I just need a party because I stole my father's sword. It's like, oh, who's your father? It's like, oh, oh, it's like, oh, yeah, sorry, he defied me. It's like, oh, well, at least I'll be welcome back as my brother said. Oh, that like, moment, I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, that's awkward I'm as fuck. <laughs> that was so, pure comedy, dude. That was so awkwardly funny. God, that was amazing. Oh, that was- we were sitting here watching the episode like, oh, no. Oh, oh no. Sam. And I hate but, Sam. Like, Sam is my least favorite character in the entire show. Like, other than, you know, like, Ramsey or, or Joffrey. But, like, I'm like, God, I wish Sam would just die already. But I gotta get, I gotta admit really? it. I gotta admit it. I felt bad for the dude. He's just so pathetic to me. But, like, he, he's come a long way, I guess. Especially last season. No, he's, he's come a long He's so pathetic in those early seasons, dude. Ugh. Ugh. But he did have probably the best mic drop 
Yeah. When, you know, he's telling John, you know, telling him everything, like, hey, you are actually the heir to the throne, and, you know, you are the king of the seven men and all that stuff. He's like, I don't want a crown. Like, I gave up my crown in the north so I could save the north and save the people. And Siam just comes right back, like, yeah, would she? Yeah. Like, that was the moment where I was like, oh, shit, it's getting real. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, that was that was something. I I mean, I didn't think they'd make us wait long for that revelation of John about his parentage, but I was just like, oh fuck! But oh, no, that that one was okay, Sam. Adam boy, that's that's what I needed. So what else happened in that episode? We'll talk about. I mean, the Golden Company showed up. I will say that I kind of the third rewatch, I skipped all the King's Landing scenes in the in the Greyjoy scenes like which like okay i don't need to watch this yep. again uh and theon I mean, theon coming back is a good redemption no fuck theon he's now my least favorite character theon needs to die i can't wait till for theon to die uh <laughs> no, he's definitely dead yeah he's oh please do it to, do it like the first five minutes of episode two like trip and fall and break his neck i don't give a fuck theon could just go uh um so i think my favorite moment was with john uh area oh yeah the reunion yeah yeah, man, there was so much subtext in that that conversation. Like he was like, "You're defending Sansa," and she goes, "Well, she's the smartest person I know." And the whole what you mentioned with the needle, it's like, "Have you used that a few times? Have you used it yet?" She goes, "A few times." And it's like, there's so much like neither one of them know about each other anymore, and they're just like feeling yeah. each other out, and they're like, "We still love each other," but you you notice that hint where she's like, "Hey, man." Don't forget that you're family too. And it's like, don't remember who comes first. Like, I know you really like that queen of yours, but hey man, Stark's over everything, right? Exactly. So I that whole scene of them because again, yeah, you know, Arya was the only one that truly like invited John into the family and John was the only one that really supported Arya with, you know, the training and the archery and everything when she was younger. Yeah, definitely. And this is the first time they've seen each other since then. So, what do you think? Because John went yeah. to the wall and Arya went to uh, King's Landing. So, they haven't seen each other since season one. Yeah, dude. Like, episode one. Or, like, episode two or some shit like that. It's it's ridiculous. And it's it's just... The episode was great. I loved it. Uh, let's talk about a few things. How long... There was... I think I hit you with two questions like, we've been texting all week about this episode, so it's really funny we're talking about it again. Uh, the two questions I had, uh, and if you have any questions, go right ahead. But I was like, my two questions was, how long do you think, do you think Danny, do you think John tells Danny right away? Like, oh, by the way, like, we're related. And the other question was, I forgot about this. Like, I, I didn't really think about it until the second rewatch. I was like, does Bron, your, your homie Bron, do you think... He has it in him to kill Tyrion and or Jamie. Like, not not like, not like he wants to kill them. Like, think about like, is he willing to pull the trigger? Like, if he had, I think the example I used was if he had the crossbow pointed at both of them separately. Do you think he could pull the yeah. trigger? So, what do you think about those two questions? So, the first one is I don't think he's going to tell any. I think it'll like slip out. Yeah. Just because, you know, it's John. John doesn't care about power. And she John has doesn't to, care about... Yeah. She has to suspect that, like, Rhaegal totally just let John ride him. Like, I thought, are Targaryens only 
wasn't supposed to be riding dragons? And she was just like, oh, okay, no big deal. It's like, wait a minute, that's a big deal. <laughs> so with that, so that's been a hot topic of discussion. Cool. Um, I think it's only been said that, you know, Tar- or people of Valeria heritage can ride dragons. Yeah. And the Targaryens are the last of that line. Apart so, from, you yeah. know, random, like, in, like, apart from man, like, random bloodlines, yeah. like, scattered throughout. So, process of elimination here. <laughs> so, process of elimination, but at the same time, I don't think it was ever specified in the show that only Targaryens can uh, ride okay. Dragons. All right. So, there is a little that wiggle room. always, like, common knowledge that Targaryens can, like, Targaryens and their dragon riders and blah 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 blah. Okay. But I don't think it was ever like only Targaryens. That only is the big part of it. Because if think if you know if Danny knew that only her family line could ride dragons. Yeah. And it was specified like nobody else can. It is just us. Yeah. She would have like she would have like, made it. Yeah. Hold the fuck up! But I think it was just like, hey, we're Targaryens. We can ride dragons. How do you think she'll react? Do you think she cares? Yeah, that's... Again, that goes back to what Sam said. Like, do you think she would be willing to give up the crown to save the people? Yeah, I... Like, that's what she would have to do. I think... Here's what I think is going to happen, and it'll be very interesting if they cover it in episode two. Like, again, this will be dropping after episode two, so this might be a moot point at this... At when in this releases, but... My theory is that he tells her, but he's like, yo, this is what's going on, uh, but I don't want to be king, so you can be queen. I will not tell anybody, but in the back of her mind, she'll always be worried that he's a liability because technically he has uh, a superiority over her in that, in that, in that, uh, in the lineage department, in the, in the, uh, you know, as king, he's he's the true heir. So I think that like maybe he's too big of a liability for her to keep him alive. And he decide and she decides like, I'm sorry, John, I love you, but yo, bro, there's only one of us here, and you gotta go. And he's like, but I love you too. And then maybe one of them has to kill the other one, dude. That's gonna be fucking tragic. Yeah, that that I could definitely see. I could definitely see him like pulling her aside, like, hey, before you find out from anybody else. Yeah, for real. Before my creepy brother tells you. <laughs> or cousin. Cousin now, I guess. Cousin. <laughs> so, I, I, that I could definitely see as well. It's just like, hey, I'm not interested in being king. You know I don't care about being king and the throne or, you know, being the top person. All I want is to save people and live in the North happily. That's all I want. And I guess we'll so, just won't fuck anymore. <laughs> Since the beginning, that's all he's wanted is to protect the door. Yeah, and he never gave a shit about who's fighting who, what what person has claimed to what throne where. Like all he wants is to kill the White Walkers and live out the rest of his days. That's all he wants. Okay, and so, so yeah, I think that's yeah. I told. I think we're on the same page on that one. Be very interesting to see how she takes it. Um, uh, so how do you feel? What do you think about my other question? You think Bronn... Do you think Braun has it in him? Because, like, I've asked to several people, and they were like, nah, Braun's a good guy. Braun wouldn't do that to his friends. I'm like, really, though? I think he totally would. Like, I don't think Braun... I think Braun's a decent human being. Like, he's he plays fair. I don't think he'll stab them in their sleep, but I do think that Braun is willing... If he's been paid to do a job, he fucking does the job. Like, I don't think that he hesitates on that aspect. Yeah, 
true, but but it's also practical. This is true. So, with he, like, he'll get to Winterfell because he's going after both of them, right? Yep. I feel like once he sees the implications of everything that's going on, hmm. that's a and good, he that's realizes, a good like, hey, Cersei's just trying to betray them, so that way, you know, they'll die, and then the White Walkers are going to come down, and then we're all fucked. I feel like that's going to be the moment where he's like, yeah, I got paid to do this job or whatever. And one of them are going to say, you don't know what the actual problem is. Yeah. Or he's going to see, like, the dragons, or he's going to see, you know, a white walker. or Something's going to snap him out of it. Like, dude, this is bigger than just Priorities, right? Priorities. a castle. Like, this is something bigger than any of us right now that we need to handle so but then he'd be leveraging he'd be leveraging he'd be like okay well i'm not gonna kill y'all because other shit's going on but he's also gambling on the fact that okay uh i'll either kill y'all after everything's taken care of or i won't kill you and hopefully y'all kill cersei because if i don't kill y'all and cersei wins this this entire show uh i'm fucked so i think it'll be very interesting to see how he comes at that how he crosses that bridge yeah I think the, he possibly could, mm-hmm. but I think, you know, it's going to be the combination of everything he's gone through with the two of them mm-hmm. and the realization of, oh, this is a bigger deal and bigger priority than a trailer full of gold. I agree. Well, I don't agree, but no. I see I see where you're coming from now. It's a good point. Um Okay, let's wrap Game of Thrones up. Uh, episode one, Winterfell. Uh, just did you join one of the like the Game of Thrones pools or anything like that? Or do you have any wagers going on? Who's going to win it all? Um, I do. I had it filled out. I gave it to my buddy Cole. I can't remember everything I had on there. Okay, but okay, um, let's just take it off the top of your head. Like one simple question: Who do you think wins it all? Who do you think sits at the Iron Throne at the end? So. Funny story, uh, so Wisecrack, a YouTube channel that I enjoy, and I'm pretty sure you do as well. Yeah, I've watched a few of their stuff. Um, so they, like, you know, who do they think? And they went through, you know, legit royalty lines of how royalty and reality work, mythology, and everything else, right? Yeah. So the pull and influence of Norse mythology... Mm-hmm on Game of Thrones is scary. Okay. Like, it is almost T for T. Norse mythology is Game of Thrones. It's just a redone style. Okay. So, the way that that plays out, I think the ruler of, like, you know, after all this will be John and Daenerys' kid. Okay. And speaking of kids... Uh, Cersei is not pregnant. Ooh, that's a good... We didn't touch on that. Uh, I, I don't I care. she's not pregnant, and she was using that against Jaime to try to keep him under her thumb. Yeah, and using that against Tyrion to be like, oh, she has something to live for now. But yeah, uh, I don't trust... I, look, I don't trust Cersei. Like, if she could, she could be. I don't know. I don't know what she's so... Like, I don't... I think she's, like, so far ahead of everybody else that, like, I don't even... I don't even know. I don't know what to believe about her. 
Uh, like I think that she hates. Okay. I think she hates Euron, but she also doesn't mind like giving him a piece, breaking him off a piece. So. Right. Also, can we just shout out the Game of Thrones for giving all all the basic girls like the most oh, Tinder <laughs> profile line in the history of the show? Yeah. If you want to, I think she says, if you want a whore, go buy one. If you want a queen, earn her. I was like, man, that's an Instagram caption right there, dude. Fuck. <laughs> Again, I can't say shit because when Tyrion said the "That's what I do. I drink and I know things." Yeah, I I, I jacked that almost instantly. Uh, that is that was I did. We we were simpatico on that one. I'll just say wrapping yeah. up. I'll just say wrap it up on this one on Game of Thrones is I have a very uh, out there take that I think Gendry is going to sit on the Iron Throne. I can see that. I, I went with, because I, I joined a pool with uh, Steven and Rachel, two friends and previous guests on the show. Uh, and I was like, I tried to think of the most plausible, but also far out there, like, unexpected, like, uh, person. Because I'm like, okay, he's got Baratheon blood. I think yep. that maybe, like, if we're talking about the Baratheon child being the rightful heir technically i guess i don't know it's all fucking junk it's all fucking messed up right now but like i was like i could totally see gendry they're like oh he's robert baratheon's like everybody's dead and then robert baratheon's son is still alive his bastard but still his son and they were like okay congratulations you're it you're the king and he's like okay i guess (laughs) that's my theory i'm probably wrong I still think the White Walkers are going to fucking kill everybody, but I think Gendry yeah. takes it. Also, my biggest, like, fan theory of, like, if this happens, it would be fucking insane with that. You know how Kyber brought the mountain back, right? Okay. And he made him into, like, an undead, like, monster? Yeah, a super zombie. Yeah, like a super zombie. What if Kyburn has his own undead army to fight the undead army? That's that's a lot, dude. That's I don't know if they can squeeze that in in these last like five episodes. That's that that would be interesting. I grant you that that would be fucking insane. But I was like, ooh, that's that might be a little too much. That might be a little too much. I don't know. It, it definitely is too much. But that's one of those high hopes of, dude. Could you imagine? <sighs> If that's what if that happens. If Kyburn turns out to be like the evil mastermind behind everything, oh fuck, that would be insane. No, if he just has his own undead army like the mountain Yeah. The base, the White Walker undead army that's coming down, like that would be madness on the most epic scale. Well, on that note, let's uh Let's let's you know we'll talk about Game of Thrones next weekend when we record after Endgame and after we've seen Episode Two in prep for Episode Three and we'll see where it, and yeah. Last bit, brand memes are the best. Oh my god, there. we forgot about the. I'm sorry, I got. I'm trying to keep the timing good, so I forgot about the brand memes. Those were so fucking funny. <laughs> we shared like a few of them, several of them back and forth. Those brand memes were the MVP of that episode. Like, Bran, oh my god, that was so fucking funny. Oh my god. Dog. Dog. Oh my god, that was so funny. That's what I love about this show. Like, like fans take one little, like, 
significant portion of it, turn it into a meme, and we can laugh about it all fucking week. Like, we just start making all the jokes. And, oh, my God, those brand memes were so hilarious, dude. Just the one when JB comes in at the end, he's like, oh, hey, Brad, need a push? And Brian's just like, yeah, I could use a hand. <laughs> Dog. Dead. Dog. The other Dead. one. That win. The other one. The other one I really enjoyed was the, while well, Danny and John are making up the Drogon meme, where it's like Drogon's uh-huh. like staring at him and mean mugging him. Dog. Dog. That episode. That's what I love about being part of this fan. Uh, this fanhood is like. I'm telling you, dude, there's so many smart people, funny people that watch this show and just, like, extrapolate just, like, weeks worth of humor out of it. It's so good. I can't believe I almost forgot about that, man. That's why I have notes, man. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I came prepared. (laughs) Are you ready to wrap up Game of Thrones and move on to the movies? Ready? Yeah, I, I think I hit everything on my end. Yeah, that's good. Okay, so... That was a lot longer than I thought it was going to be, but fuck, that's what always happens when Justin and I do an episode, or just talk in general in life, because we start off and be like, oh, a 30-minute conversation. Uh, hour and a half later, it's like, oh, well, fuck. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, okay, so let's talk about these movies. Uh, it's been a busy year, like I said, for, uh, for superhero movies, and that is a genre of film that Justin and I like to believe that we're, you know, self-professed a- a- experts at, you know? Uh, again, we did... That four-part, oh, God, I still have flashbacks of just like, God, fuck that. I'm never doing that again. But so we have a few movies to cover. Some we liked, some we were kind of okay with, and then one in particular both of us were really not down with. Uh, And then we're going to lead up to Endgame. So let's start right off the bat with Captain Marvel, uh, starring Brie Larson. You know, it came out. It's part of the MCU. Uh, Justin, if you had to say in like one or two sentences what your general impression of Captain Marvel was, what would it be? I liked Captain Marvel. Good nostalgia as far as like the 90s and everything go. Yeah. Um, I feel like her depth of character could have been a little deeper. Okay. Like, uh, she didn't go full Kirsten Stewart, but it was close. Like, she had, like, very low emotion. Okay. Um, so I feel like her depth of character could have been a little better. Okay. I, I am not a fan of how they did the scrolls. We're, we're, sure we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. <laughs> not, not, I, again, I have a thing about the scrolls, but overall, it was a good character setup. Yeah, man. My, my, pit, my thing was when people, when I saw it, people asked me what I thought. I was like, look, man, if you enjoyed... You know, I think it had a lot from Captain America First Avenger, if you liked, uh, you know, Doctor Strange, if you liked those, like, one-off intro movies, like Black Panther, all that stuff. If you got down with that, you're going to love this, or you're going to enjoy this, because, like, it was just another episode. Like, if if this all, uh, the entire MCU is a television show, this is just another episode, It it it's a prequel, it gets, it's before everything, right? Uh, and I think it was a lot of fun, and I enjoyed it, and it was just... We got to see more of this universe in this film. And yes. some of the stuff we had covered before, some of the stuff, like the scrolls, which we'll get into, were new to us, at least in this uh, universe. So it was just fun seeing, like, exploring more of this world and seeing what, like, you know, what's going on outside of Earth and what we haven't seen in Guardians. So I enjoyed it a lot. I thought Brie Larson was really good. I thought the cast was good. Uh, I did 
so let's just get let's just get off the table right now. Let's talk about the scrolls. Uh, so again, spoiler alert. So the big issue I think you had and other people had, I did not find it that big of an issue, uh, was the fact that the scrolls, who are notoriously bad, or, or they're villains in the Marvel universe, mostly, uh, they were actually refugees and good guys in this. At least this clan, at least this family of scrolls. Yes. Okay. So, yeah. Go ahead. You know. This- because, I mean, we've talked about this on the fourth parter, I think, a couple times. Yeah. That we're looking forward to the secret invasion. Okay, so just for anyone who's unaware, the secret invasion is, Justin, you think you've read more about it than I have, but just the the overall thing is, like, scrolls are shapeshifters. They invade. They take the places of, like, people and superheroes, and it it's a big, it's a big you know, hullabaloo, I think is the technical it's, term. It's, it's a giant infiltration. Yeah, it's an infiltration. Like, it was right after uh, was that, Civil War. Yeah, it was right after Civil War. It was, like, early 2010s, right? Somewhere yeah. in there. Somewhere so in there. It was, like, right after Civil War, the heroes were all, like, split and in hiding and against one another. And yeah. the scrolls had infiltrated over over the years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It took place of Nick Fury and, um, like... Top shield agents, and like they infiltrated all levels of the superhero world yeah. to take over Earth. Yeah, exactly. So, so we thought we were going to get that in this. We, were, we thought we were going to get a little taste of that. Like either a taste of it, or just like a show. Like, hey, the, the scrolls are like bad dudes. We need to keep an eye on them. Yeah. But the fact that it was portrayed like like the Chris Scroll War has been going on for eons. Yeah, it's it's again for anyone who's unaware. Uh, Captain Marvel, uh, at least we're presented with the fact that she is a Kree warrior, uh, Kree noble warrior, and uh, she's part of the uh, the Kree culture and stuff like that, and everyone on the planet that she's on in the beginning of the movie are Kree. And in the comics, the Kree and the Skrulls have been fighting for eons, like Justin said. Just a little, I'm trying to give background because people don't know it like we do. something we could touch about after Endgame is I think that's where that's a potential arc that they can go towards after Endgame and I think that because uh, they have a bunch of stuff coming down the pike what I think is going on here is it is like you said I think it's just you know this particular group of scrolls were refugees you know we don't see all the scrolls ever in the entire universe so yeah you know they could be good guys but mostly probably bad guys um, it was a shift, but again, we have to think about the MCU has taken liberties like that before, like just case in point, the Mandarin and other things. Do we need to talk about Ragnarok again? 
Uh, I'd rather not because you get upset about it. <laughs> uh, that, 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 that is fair. So was it? It was. It, it was a shift, and but I under. I don't think it was that drastic of a shift that it can't be. The secret evasion storyline can't be salvaged. Um, I did like one other change they made that I really loved and I didn't see coming. I felt like I saw a lot of this movie. This movie was fairly predictable in my opinion. Not a not a problem with me because, again, you and I, to most people who've never read any of these stories or know anything about them, Captain Marvel was probably like, oh, what's this? Oh, what's that? You and I were like, okay, I know what that is. I know what that is. Okay, whatever. So we, we, we just have more – we have more exposure to these things. So what I will say though is – Switching Marvel uh, from a guy to a girl, like she's Annette Benning plays Marvel in this. I thought it was brilliant. I was like, didn't see that coming. I had no idea she was going to be Marvel. I thought Marvel was just going to be some on someone else, and they would barely touch on Marvel, uh, who is who is it's 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 so complicated. Captain Marvel, uh, Carol Danvers, her origin story has been changed and manipulated and retconned so many times. It's it's almost incoherent, but. Suffice to say, Marvel is where Carol gets her powers. So just go with that, right? And that's pretty much what they show in the movie. Uh, I thought that was brilliant. I loved the cast. Although the 90s nostalgia I really enjoyed, like you said, the music cues, they were a little like beating us over the head with it. Like that was like, okay, well, okay, we don't, like you don't need to have a, like, like when she's fighting the Cree, her Cree team, like whatever the yeah. fuck the teammates were called, uh, and like I'm just a girl by no doubt comes on or like some it was some ridiculousness like that. I was like, okay guys, you don't need to like flood us with like '90s references. We get it, all right. We get it. It's cool. We were there. We 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 know we're there. But I'm like, yeah, we, we got it. We got it. Okay, man, just chill out with that, man. Like I know y'all got like I know Disney's got all the money in the world these days, but you don't need to like spend it all on the music. All right, let's let's chill out. I really enjoyed Brie Larson. I thought she was great. I'm really looking forward to her in Endgame. You know what little nitpick? One little thing that stood out in my eye, and I, the only thing people from Louisiana or from the South will like, it, it just stuck out to me. So there's a scene in this movie where they retreat to Marie Lambeau, who's Captain Marvel's best friend, her farm in Louisiana, right? I don't remember where in Louisiana, but it looked like South Louisiana, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and I think they filmed this movie like in the summertime or the warmer months, which is basically like nine to ten months out of the year in Louisiana, as Jess and I both know. And I felt so bad for the dudes that were in the Cree – I'm sorry, the scroll makeup. Like they had the heavy prosthetics on. And I could just imagine, like, if they were filming that in, like, June or July, and they were in that stuff, in the middle of a Louisiana summer, I was just like, oh, my God, that's that should be illegal. You should not have to do that. That is that is cruel and unusual. I, that that jumped out at me. I was like, ooh, those poor sons of bitches, dude. Yeah, that, now that you mentioned, like, yeah, I didn't really see anyone, like, really sweating. Yeah. But it was Even good overall. Right in the middle of it. Yeah, but it was it was good overall. I enjoyed it. I didn't expect. I think the key to these Marvel films, and you could say this about any film, it's just like going with you know what are your expectations? Like Mar, it was not meant to be the greatest movie of all time. It's not supposed to change the genre, flip it on its head, or anything like that. It was just about hey, here's Captain Marvel. This is where she comes from. These are her powers. Y'all cool? Cool. She'll be in Endgame in a month. So yeah. To, to go UFC terms, like, this is her tale of the tape. Yeah. 
just sure. enjoy it, right? Uh, one last thing, the age regression. Like, you notice that they CGI'd Samuel L. Jackson and uh, old Phil Coulson. I can't remember his name right now. Yep. Uh, Clark Gregg. Uh, they CGI'd him to look younger. I couldn't even really tell, honestly. Dude, I couldn't tell at all. Like, the fact that you said the CGI age regression for those two characters, yeah. I, I didn't even know they did that. Yeah, it was a big thing that they're trying. Like, you saw it in Civil War, like, when Robert Downey Jr. is, like, you know, in that in the early scene where he's got the flashback, but it's really technology, yep. and he looks 16 again, or 17 or 18, however old he is. Uh, and I think they were like, let's do that for a whole movie. And they did it on Samuel L. Jackson and Clark Gregg a little bit. And I was just like, yeah, looks fine. I mean, if you had told me that was just makeup, I'd be like, okay, that's cool. But yeah, dude, it was a big deal. I expect we'll be seeing more of that down the line as far as, like, Hollywood in general. Now that they have the technology to, like, age regress, now you don't have to have these, like, awkward makeup jobs or use a younger actor to play a younger version of the character. So it'll be very interesting to see what they do with that. Agreed. Like, it definitely opens a lot of doors. Mm-hmm. It opens a lot of doors if it's done right. Yeah, exactly. Let's hope it doesn't get abused, but naturally it probably will. All right. Uh, do you want to move on to the other Captain Marvel movie that came out this year? Yeah, we can do that. Do yeah, that so as a nice little tie-in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, I think final final words on Captain Marvel with Brie Larson, of course. It was fun. I enjoyed it. I was like, that's exact. I got exactly what I expected from that film. Exactly. It, I had a bar. It hit the bar, and it was a nice little like. It, it filled the gap between. Mm-hmm. Endgame and Infinity War, where it's like, it gave you a taste, and it gave you the setup. Okay. And now we're ready for Endgame. I will say, though, uh, I had a friend of mine who was kind of like, I will say that, like, you got a little bit of this in Wonder Woman. Uh, what was that? 2017? God, it was, it can't, I, can, I don't remember Wonder Woman. I think that was 2017. Uh you got a little bit of it in that film, and there was a bit of it in this film as well. There were a lot of pro-feminist examples tones. used. Yeah, tones and like like expressions and language and stuff like that. So there was a clear message of pro-feminism. And I'll just say about this. If you have a problem with that, I don't know what to tell you. Like if you're a guy and you have a problem with that, bro, that, that message ain't for you. Like it's like you can't be like, oh, man, it was a little much. I was like, yeah. But it wasn't for you. Like, you weren't the target audience of that, of those messages, of that, of using those metaphors and like using those statements. Like, you, that wasn't for you. So don't worry about it. Like, it's like, if you didn't enjoy it, like, like, same thing with Black Panther. A lot of that movie was, I think we can both agree, was meant for the African American community in America and across the world. Like, I think it was meant for those people. And if you didn't connect with that, then it probably wasn't for you. And just go about your day, man. Don't sweat that. Yeah, agree. Yeah, I just want to get that on the record because, like, it just drives me crazy when people are like, "Oh man, why do they gotta, why do they gotta do that, or why do they gotta do this?" Like, it's not for you. It's not for you. Don't worry about it. Yeah, like, why are you putting it in our face all the time? Like, they're not really. It's just it's in the movie, and you're taking it as being in your face. Yeah, and it's like, guess what? Not all movies are made for everyone. Some movies are made for specific people. And you can either try to enjoy it and be like, okay, that wasn't made for me, but I enjoyed it nonetheless, and I understand why they did that. Or you could just, like, bitch about it, so. Which seems to be... It's it's like, uh, like, 
like a very terrible comparison, but it's the best thing I can think of off top head. It's like being a sports movie fan and yeah. going to see a comic book movie. It's like, God, we get it. You have power. You're a superhero. We get it. Yeah. We're going into a sports movie. Like, we get it. It's the underdogs. They're going to win. We yeah. got it. It's not made for you. It's not made for you. Just don't worry about it. Try and enjoy it. Exactly. And you don't have to enjoy every film. Like, I'm, I'm a big proponent of that. If you're like... If you're like, oh, I saw it, I didn't really enjoy it, and people are like, what? How could you not enjoy it? It's like, because I didn't enjoy it. It didn't do anything for me. Okay. It's like, cool. Cool. Anyway, let's move on to Shazam. Yeah. Uh, this was a recent, this came out like two weeks ago, man. It's amazing. Like, we've had like two movies come out in these past two weeks that we have to cover. Um, well, I would say a movie and a half. <laughs> we'll get into that. Uh, so, Shazam. Yeah. I called it the other Captain Marvel movie because people aren't familiar. If you're not aware, uh, Shazam was originally called Captain Marvel, created in the 30s and 40s. Basically what happened is Shazam, well, Captain Marvel, as it was known back then, was eerily similar to Superman. To the point where DC sued uh, the, I can't remember, I can't, I can't remember the name of the comic book company that published Captain Marvel. Uh, it wasn't timely. God, I can't remember. Uh, basically, they, they sued that company and were like, hey, you basically stole Superman from us. You, st- you ripped off Superman. And they were like, uh, no. And the courts were like, yeah, you did. And so basically what happened was that character, Captain Marvel, got retired and was not used yeah. very often. So then in the 60s and 70s when Captain Marvel, the, the Marvel character, it gets very confusing at this point, was, <laughs> was introduced. They real, I think Marvel won a lawsuit to where they said they basically own the copyright for Marvel, that word Marvel, in comic yeah. books. So when, as far as like a title goes. Yeah, as far as the title goes. And so when Captain Marvel, who is now known as Shazam, DC bought that character later on. And when they brought him back, they had to start calling him Shazam. I'm yeah. telling you, you dig deep enough into the history of comic books, it is fucking nuts. That is just one example. So well, I think with uh, uh, Captain Marvel is that she was originally Miss Marvel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And with a totally different outfit and a yeah. totally different look. Yeah, and it's again, it's so fucked. So basically, what happened was when Captain Marvel, DC's Captain Marvel, was reintroduced, they had to call it the comic book Shazam, which has always been the word for them in his in his yeah. lexicon. And then they eventually, but they called him Captain Marvel in the comic books, but eventually they were just like, fuck it, we'll just call him Shazam. Fuck all that Captain Marvel bullshit. This is a headache we don't need anymore. Let's just get rid of the confusion. He's Cap, he's Shazam. Fuck it. So that's your little bit of history on Shazam. Uh, I've never read a Shazam comic book. Have you ever read a Shazam comic book? I've never read a Shazam specific comic book. Okay, yeah. But I've read comics with him in it. Like, yeah. um, Kingdom Come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a phenomenal DC graphic novel. Alex Ross. Anyone is, huh? Alex Ross did the, I think he did the art for that, right? I think so. Which is, he does a photorealistic style of uh, art, uh, comic book art, yeah. and he's my favorite and it artist. Is, it is epic, and it is really well done. Okay, so you've had a little bit, I've never, you know, I've only gotten secondhand you know, always popped up in this that I've seen, but I've never read actually a comic book that is a Shazam yeah. comic book. Uh, I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. I think we had a disagreement on this. Like, I thought it was so much fun. 
So it, it was very fun. It was, again, coming from the DC cinematic universe. Oh, yeah. we're going to get to that as well. <laughs> they're doing better. Yes. They're, they're taking cues from Wonder Woman and Aquaman, and they're finally like progressing forward. They're getting out of that dark, emo, grungy, like, hole that they dug for themselves. Yeah. For the record, two points. Uh, I still haven't seen Aquaman. I have no desire to see Aquaman. Maybe I'll see it down the line, but like you said, it was just okay. And I had two other friends tell me it was awful. So I was like, I'm not going to see that movie. But I mean, it made a, it made I, a lot of movie. It made a lot of money. I mean, it was actually pretty enjoyable. Like it wasn't, you know, blow my mind, but it was, it was solid. Again, uh, like a couple grievances, like all DC films. Yeah. Uh, um, I will say my other point was, it's amazing, isn't it? Like you said, it's amazing when they try to make good, fun, lighthearted movies that kind of stick to the source material and aren't all about, like, philosophical, heavyweight topics and, like, not boring films. It's amazing how good they are when they go, uh, that Zack Snyder bullshit, uh, we're going to leave that. Um, we're going to go in a different direction. It's amazing, isn't it, Justin? When they get away from that. Just the fact that they actually had color, bright, vibrant color, made me happy. Oh, God. Fucking, ugh. Anyway, so, I, I, I enjoyed this a lot. I thought Zach Levy, Zachary Levy, uh, as, you know, Shazam, Billy Batson, was great. I thought the Mark Strong was great in it. I thought all the kid actors were good in it. I thought it was a very... Great. I thought it was a very earnest and sincere story. Like, I thought that, I think I'm with you. Like, it didn't rock my world. I didn't leave like, wow, I have to look at these movies all differently now. But it was good enough. It was sufficient, and I really enjoyed it. And the highlight of the film was actually one of the saddest parts of the film for me when he goes and actually meets his mother. You don't get those kind of like, it wasn't like in those Zack Snyder films where it was like this forced, like, very depressing like sadness of a movie but this moment was like actual genuine like it was sad like when he meets his mom his mom he's been looking forward to meeting his mom again for like 15 years and she rejects him and it's fucking tragic dude like that was the highlight of the movie for me i was just like you don't get this in many films at period like it was just i felt it was earned and i felt like it was a payoff and it made him realize, I was like, that is good filmmaking right there. No, that that, that was a heavy moment yeah. for the level of humor that was played throughout. Yeah, and it had its moment, and it served its purpose, and it wasn't two and a half hours of that. Like, it was like, hey, here's a real, this character is a real person. Like, here's, here's, here's what he wants. And he gets it, and he realizes... Oh, it's not everything I wanted it to be, but I have something good waiting for me back home, and that's my real family now. It was just—it was yeah. such a great, structured, clear, coherent film. Again, you gotta understand where we're coming from. Like the DC <laughs> films of two, 2013, like fucking Batman vs Superman, Man of Steel, Suicide Squad, Justice League. It's just like, ugh, fuck those movies. And this was just such a breath of fresh air. I enjoyed this more than I enjoyed Wonder Woman. Like, everybody loved Wonder Woman. 
And I was like, eh, Wonder Woman was fine. I enjoyed it. Again, not really a movie made for me, but, you know, it's good to see Wonder Woman in a movie. Like, fucking A. But this, I was like, I really, I really, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I was talking, I was rambling anyway. Um, I feel like if Wonder Woman was brighter, yeah. I would have enjoyed it more. Yeah, the ending of Wonder Woman where she fights like a CGI bad guy at the end, I was like, eh, that was, yeah. that was kind of, um, eh. I do agree, Zachary Levy and, or Levi and Asher Angel was a fantastic movie. Yeah, very seamless. Like, you didn't feel like it was like two actors playing two different roles here. It was like, no, they were very much on the same page. Right. So yeah. that was a great combination. So the one thing that cracked me up was the wizard. Oh, yeah, Digimon Hansu. Yeah, Digimon Hansu. What is with him and being in like six different superhero movies and having like <laughs> I a don't know. minor role and then going off to the wind? Did you notice that? Yeah, he's, he was in Guardians. He was in Captain Marvel. He was in, uh, he was in, he played, I think he had a role in Aquaman. Uh, he was in he's Constantine back in the day. In every, he's, he's like the new Stanley. Yeah, he's just in everything. <laughs> he's in almost every single superhero movie, and it cracks me up. Yeah, and I can't. It was that was. I thought that that would be a lot. I thought this movie. I think I talked about it last year with you when we talked about superhero movies. Like I thought this movie would be a fucking clown show. Like I thought it would be like, haha, Shazam. It'd be like it would try to do that Deadpool thing where it'd be super meta, and there was some of yeah. that. But it was so naturally woven into a good story that I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Like, oh, yeah, I mean, they're winking and nodding at us, especially as comic book fans that were like, yeah, this is kind of stupid. Uh, case in point, yeah. case in point where him and Mark Strong are fighting at the end and they're like a distance apart in the sky and Mark Strong's trying to give this like villain monologue and he's just like, I can't, I can't hear you. You're too far away. There's like traffic around away. me. Yeah. <laughs> That was hilarious to me. It was stuff like that. I was like, see, this movie knows. It, it gets it, dude. Yeah. So that and the whole, you know, dynamic of giving a 15-year-old yeah. superpower. Yeah. Like, that dynamic was really played out. Yeah. Or really well played out. Um, I feel like the character dynamics of the kids themselves were a little overplayed. Okay. Like, yeah, we get it. The little Asian kid plays video games. And he's obsessed with it. Yeah, and the fat um, kid is a, a typical fat is kid, yeah. Super, super lovey dovey, family, yeah. family, family. The, the quiet Hispanic kid is, yeah, yeah uh huh. And that's all he says. Um, I thought the parents were remarkably stupid in this. Like, I was just like, y'all are like yeah. grown adults, like in charge of multiple children. How are y'all this thick headed? Like, what? what? Huh? Exactly. So I feel like those character dynamics were a little too overplayed or like a little too like in your face of like hey first time coming to the house oh yeah that scene that was probably the video game uh, that probably super nice and friendly one super silent doesn't care uh the super hot or the really attractive older (laughs) sister is about to go to college yeah the sappiness was especially that first scene where he goes to the house with and meets the new family like that the sappiness was like beating us over the head with it i was like okay guys i'll need to scale back but then i felt like it grew into it like, it was too much at first, but it grew into it towards the end, where I was like, okay, you kind of overplayed your hand at first, but we got there. We got there eventually. Yeah, so that, um, I don't know how I felt about the Power Rangers making the, I mean, uh, the, the group of Shazam. Yeah, let's talk about that. Uh, so basically, that, that, yeah. I, again, 
I'm not well versed in the Shazam universe. Yeah. Um, and I feel like they really, really need to bring in some aspect of that was a one-time thing. Yeah. Because, like we discussed, if that is a mainstay going forward, that's yeah. going to really complicate a lot of stuff for the DCU. So just a little background, because I've heard about this. This movie is almost a shot-for-shot remake of the New 52, which don't – anyone listening, don't worry about that. Basically, the New 52 run of Shazam, it, it was almost taken directly from that origin story, like this entire movie, except Black Adam is the bad guy and not uh, Dr. Yeah. – uh, I can't remember the – I can't remember his name, but Mark Strong. Uh, so yeah. basically, uh, that happens in the comic book. Basically, what happens in this movie is – Shazam shares his power with his four siblings, four, five, five siblings, and they become basically like a team of Shazams, and yeah. like Shazam still has all his powers, but each of the other Shazams, that his family, have like one of the powers that he has, like one can fly, one has super strength, one has the electricity, blah, 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 all that, right? So yeah, I thought that was a bit problematic as well, because I was like... That that's gonna be an issue because if they can, like you said, if they can do that going forward at any time, what is going to be a threat to them? So, how do you how do you handle that? But I don't know. We'll see what happens, man. I'm excited. I'm actually looking forward to a Shazam too. I can't believe that. Again, yeah, that that was the big thing when that happened. Because at first I thought they were gonna go, you know, alternate universe. Yeah. Where it was all the kids were one Shazam. All right. Yeah. Because that's, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen Flashpoint. Uh, yes, I recall that. Yes. Okay, so in the Flashpoint, like, storyline, Shazam is, or is like all of the kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they all say Shazam at once, and they all turn into one individual. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. So I thought that was the way they were going to go with it, which I was going to be really surprised and really happy with. But then there was, you know, the Rainbow Shazam. <laughs> the Rainbow the Rainbow Coalition of Shazams. <laughs> exactly. Like the Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah, basically they were the Power Rangers. I wasn't... That threw me for a loop. And they never really explained if it was a one-time or if this is going to be a consistent thing. Yeah. I, um, and that's what kind yeah. of irked me. Also, I feel like some of the CGI could have been better. Yeah, there was, there was some wonky cgi in that film but i think it's because it was a lower budgeted film it wasn't like your 200 million dollar film they were like okay here's like here's like 100 million or like 75 million and do what you can with this and i I definitely noticed that but also i didn't think it i don't think it like ruined anything for me i was like okay i get it you know it's whatever it's cool i i I enjoyed it It, it, i didn't overlook I, i overlooked it but i will say that like i enjoyed the actors who played the adult Shazam versions of the kids. Like, Megan Good was really good in it. Uh, Adam Brody was really good in it. Uh, yep. Who else was... I don't remember... There were some other... The three other actors I can't recall offhand, like uh, DJ Corona, Catrona, I can't remember his name. But they were all really good in it. I thought that was like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. That's cool. What a pleasant surprise. Yeah, that, was a, that was a nice little flash, but again, it kind of also went back into, like, the overplayed character yeah. dynamic. yeah. Yeah, I like totally we, get it. We've gotten the whole film of a like a child getting superhero powers. Yeah. Like we've gone through all that already. We don't need a revisit of five yeah. of them now. Yeah. It was a lot of fun though. I think it was so 
again, I guess my expectations were so low for this film that it soared over them that I was like, oh, what a pleasant surprise. That was such a fun movie. And it was such a, again, earnest, sincere, warm, loving message of a film that I was just like, see, DC, it only took you five years or six years. Like, you got there eventually. Look at you. Way to go. It took you way longer than it should have. It's uh, it's so... It's so fucking stupid. All right. Uh, do you have anything else left to say on Shazam, or do you want to move on to the film we've been, like, uh, all day? I mean, Shazam, I'm just very happy with what they did with it. Yeah. And it shows the growth potential that DC has. Yeah, and the next... I think The Rock will be playing Black Adam. I don't know if he's going to be in Shazam 2 and then have a solo film, or a solo film and then... Shazam 2, I'm not exactly sure how that's going to work, but Black Adam is Shazam's like, like main arch nemesis, so that'll be very interesting. I'm really looking forward to that. That I can't wait for. That's going to be amazing. All right. We can't ever seem to have a superhero film conversation without having to talk about one bad superhero film. All right. It's time to talk about Hellboy, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Uh... I saw it last night. Justin, when did you see this film? I saw it Thursday night? Sure. Anyway, Justin kind of... No, lo- I saw it Monday night. Never mind. Sorry, Monday night. Luckily, luckily, Justin gave me a heads up that this film is very bad. It's very bad. Uh, oh, it's, it, it, it's... It's so bad. Unfortunately, it is a movie. I'll just say this. I did a little bit of research. Uh, the, the Unfortunately for this film, you know, fair or not, it, it will be compared to the 2004 Guillermo del Toro Hellboy, which is a vastly superior film. Vastly superior oh, film. By leaps and bounds. By leaps and bounds. It's ridiculous. Uh, I'll just say this. I did a little bit of research. The 2004 film... Uh, had a $66 million budget, which in 2004, that was, you know, 66. In 2019, it's $88 million. So it had basically a $90 million budget. This film had a $50 million budget, and oh, brother, could you tell, the oh, CGI yeah, was terrible in this. And there was such, it was such an ugly, ugly film. Like, I, I couldn't believe how bland... And just ugly. And it's a shame because if you look at that 2004 film, it's got so much practical effects. It's got so much like real tangible things going on production-wise in that film that you just look at this, you're like, what the fuck? What in the fuck? It was so bad. Like like looking back at the 04 film, it had that nice balance of you could tell when it's a guy in a suit. Yeah. And you could tell, like, where the CGI is actually, like, being implemented because a guy in a suit could not literally do that. Yeah. But it's so clean and well put together. Yeah. It makes sense. And it works. And this one was just... Oh, it was... I just... uh, What did I say? It was... It was a pile of hot garbage and bad decisions. Bro, look, I was not, like, I saw Hellboy, the first one, when it came out in 2004. I saw it in theaters. I enjoyed it a lot. I thought, oh, well, this is different. 
I've never seen anything like this. This is really cool. This Guillermo del Toro guy seems like a cool guy. Turns out he's a really cool guy. And so I was like, okay, I like this. And when Hellboy 2 Golden Army came out, I was like, I want to see that. I will go see that on opening day. I enjoyed it. I thought it, it might be better than the first one. But man, it's this was this was so bad. Like I was not even a bit like I said I wasn't a big fan of the first Hellboy. Like I enjoyed it a lot. I, I wouldn't say, "Oh, let me just randomly watch Hellboy right real quick." I enjoyed it. Loved Ron Perlman in it. And but this Ron Perlman that Hellboy is huge Jackman's Wolverine. Yeah, dude. And this film makes that first Hellboy look like a fucking Oscar winner. It is so... Like, my main takeaway from this, and I think I texted you this last night after I got out, I've never seen so much going on in a film. It was so over the top, yet simultaneously so boring. Like, I was just like, how is this movie two hours long? They have so much going on, and there's so much like this, that, this, that, this, that going on in this film. And it's boring. Like, I was just so bored. Like, it was just so pointless to me. I'm like, what is this? Why are we doing this? And I can't honestly say I like David Harbour. Like, I love David Harbour in Stranger Things. I liked him in other things. Reservation, Revolutionary Road, go check that out. David Harbour's awesome in that. So he was just okay. Like, I don't think he was bad, but he wasn't good. Bro, I can't honestly think of a positive thing to say about this film at all. Like, the only thing I can think of is that, like, yeah, me and Djokovic is friends. Like, they had her in it, mm-hmm. and she's not, you know, a 9 or 10. Yeah. But she, she has a very unique and very pretty face. I, I guess. And I the know. fact that I have to say like I have to say that and that is the best part of this film it makes me feel bad again I don't think it was the worst film it's not Fantastic Four like you remember Fantastic Four the newer one that came out yes it wasn't that bad no, it, because it actually had changes in scenery yeah this <laughs> instead of just being filmed in the laboratory oh, for God. all hour and a half yeah like, this was a complete film. This film is not unwatchable. Like, I'm sure there are people who watch it and were like, I don't get what the big deal is. It was fine. I was like, that's cool. It just bored me. I literally... You know a film's bad when you're like an hour and 15 in and you're like, I could just leave right now, couldn't I? I could just walk out. I don't need to finish this. I, I almost did at multiple points. It was just so boring. Like, I was just like, bro, I feel like I could be like doing something with this time right now. Like, it's a Friday night. I'm just like, God, this is so boring. And... It just that's I can't keep going I can't keep stressing this. It was such an okay, one big thing that I was just like I think they were trying to overcompensate with the stupidity of the movie with the gratuitous violence, dude. Like I don't get hung up on that shit. But there was some stuff in that film where I was like, Why? Why are you doing this? <laughs> that's excessive. It was gratuitous. I'm like, you think this is entertaining? Like, you find this entertaining? You think people are going to enjoy this? Like, that was just unpleasant. Like, what? why am I watching? Like, what was the need for that? Like, are you just like, well, we need something. We don't have much in this film, so we need to give them something. So maybe they might like this gross-out gore? I'm like, bro, no, no, what the fuck? I was just like, god damn, this movie was a fucking waste of time and money. Jesus. Like, it, I just, I don't understand, like, why there were so many backstories. 
There was a lot. There was so much going. And here's the other thing. I, again, I've studied screenwriting. I've read books on screenwriting. I've dabbled in it. There was so much expository dialogue. Like it was just like, oh, this, you know that, and then this, and then that, and then that. That I'm like, motherfucker, show not tell. What the fuck are you? Who the fuck taught y'all how to write? Jesus. So, backstories. It's like it had so many backstories, but it all felt rushed. Yeah, it's a gr- spot on, bro. Spot the fuck on. It was like. Let it breathe. You had Twelve different backstories for characters, but it all felt. But they were all told in like thirty seconds. Yeah, and the other thing was they did all that time explaining, and I still had questions like, "Wait, what the fuck? Huh? What? Huh? Okay, sure. Why not?" Uh, I was just corrected. It was thirteen backstories. It was just. It was just so goddamn much. It was so. Yeah, and then yeah, I, I, like I have a, a note written down like. So, like, the, the spirit talker, the girl? Oh, yeah. Where the fuck did that spirit punch come from? Exactly. And it's just like... Like, you have no... Like, you have too much explanation and not enough. Exactly! And it all... It's works. paradoxical! Like, it it's like you're speed reading three different books and five different languages. It's so stupid! Like, I'm just like... Spoiler alert, Hellboy's... The descendant of King Arthur? He's half human? What? Yeah, like, where the fuck did that come from? And then Merlin shows up, and then he dies? Like, I'm like, what, what is going on in this film? It was so like, bad. I'm going to bring back the sword, and it's the only way that you can get the sword. I'll use the last bit of my magic. Oh. But actually, here it is. It's under the floor where you've been fighting this entire time. Oh, and just to talk about how ugly this film is again, every time this the girl who can bring back the dead... Oh, that was gross. That was so gross. Like, they, like, form out of her, I guess her internal organs pop out of her, and they show up as, like, the person she's reviving, and it's like, how is that pleasant at all? What what about that? Did y'all go, you know what? I like this. This looks good. We're gonna go with this. It's like, ugh. Like, I can can understand the gruesomeness of it because it's, you know. It's Hellboy. Demon of hell fighting other yeah. monsters and demons, and it's Dark Horse. Dark Horse, you know, is dark. They yeah. have a lot of violence and gruesomeness to it. Yeah. And I can understand them doing, like, going for the R rating, but like you said, it was excessive. Yeah, like at the end when the monsters like are climbing out of hell, and they're just like stomping and killing random people, I'm like, what? What? Why? Like, literally have a thing where like, one of the monsters sucks the like the entire scalp and face off of a human. And I'm like, what was that for? Why are you doing that? Well, it's like, also, like, the, the, one of the main antagonists, I guess you call them, like, the pig thing. Oh, yeah. First off, looks like trash. Oh, dude, look horrible. Like, I'm like... And then, what? you know, he, he goes to find... Sorry, spoiler alert. Um, they're trying to get the body parts... Mila uh, Djokovic to put it back together. Yeah. And he goes to this, you know, cathedral where these monks are supposed to be protecting it. And the only way they can get the body piece out of this box, which, again, the more I talk about this, the more I'm like, what the fuck were they thinking? I don't know. Just like, in order to open the box, it has to be, you know, released by the voice of God or a voice of a holy man or whatever. Sure. <laughs> so, he drags this monk after slaughtering everyone else yeah. down to where the box is. 
It's like, open it, open it, open it or you die. And he's like, no, fine. Kills him, whips out his tongue, puts it in, talks, opens the box. Why did you just like, do that to begin with? Like, are you kidding me? That's all it took. All it took is for you to take oh out a tongue, God. put it in, and open the box? <laughs> That was Why so did you do that stupid. for the rest of them? And secondly, how are you able to do this? There's no explanation. And then, and then, like the the British like secret order brings out Hellboy for a tr- like a giant hunt to hunt three giants, and they turn on him and start trying to kill him, and they forget about like there's actually three giants out there. Like these giants just sneak up on them. Like, like, oh fuck yeah, that's right. It's like why the fuck. Did you all come out here anyway? If there were... <laughs> like, you were bragging about being the best hunting guild of giants in the world over the centuries. so stupid. And you just happened to forget that giants oh are around gosh. in the area that you were... It's like, my, like, the more I talk about it and the more yeah. I relive it, I can feel my brain cells killing themselves. Dog, it was so stupid. It was so stupid. At like, least we can laugh they, about it. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but Justice or Batman vs Superman was better than Hellboy. Yeah, I would. I would. You know, it was longer. It was like it, because it, at least that had yeah uh, Batfleck. Yeah, and it had the warehouse scene. Yeah, uh, it was just like a, so boring, dude. Oh, it was. I, I I just I couldn't I couldn't even muster care about anything that was going on in that movie. <laughs> no. Anyway, I think that's enough on Hellboy. It was such a disappointment, and it's like <sighs> we knew that going into it. Yeah, we. I don't think either one of us expected much. We both debated on whether we should see it at all because we knew it was going to be bad. I don't think we knew how bad it was going to be, but we knew it wasn't going to be good. Exactly. That is. <sighs> Why didn't the, I was just like. See, y'all decided to skip a third Hellboy to give Guillermo an ending to his trilogy and decided to go with this? <sighs> Guys. Shame on you. Shame on you. Anyway. All right, let's get to the the main dish here, the one we've been talking. We're, we're, we're an hour and 45 in. This is going to be a long fucking episode. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it happens. <laughs> Which always happens. Always, ha- always fuck. I think I can whittle this down to two hours. Uh so Endgame, the big thing that's coming out, probably the most anticipated film of the year, um, Endgame. Avengers Endgame, the sequel to uh, Infinity War and the culmination of everything that's happened so far in the MCU. Alright, so what do you think? Like, what are you expecting? What do you want from this film? What, I mean, you, for the record... Uh, Justin has avoided all spoilers, so he will not have any insights or anything like that. I know a little bit. I've watched as much as I can, uh, so I won't be. But then again, we have to acknowledge that, like the Infinity War trailer, that trailer was very misleading. There was fake images in there. And there was like not scenes that were in that trailer that were not in the movie. So whatever I have saw potentially is fake. So we'll have to go with that. Uh, so what do you want from this film? Like, what are you expecting? What do you want? I mean, so. I, I, to put the to 
really drive the point home. I have not seen a single trailer for Endgame. Yep. And it's gotten to the point where going to see Shazam, an Infinity trailer started, and I recognized it was the start of the trailer from like Facebook feeds and everything else. I'm yeah. like scrolling. Oh, Endgame trailer. Skip. That the trailer started in the theater, and I hauled ass out of that theater and down the hall to avoid watching the trailer. Because that's too much effort. I, well, as I stated previously on another episode, if they would have left it at the first like teaser trailer, yeah, with Iron Man leaving the message on his suit, yeah, for Pepper, and they, if they would have just put that one trailer out, that's the only trailer I ever I saw. Yeah, but that's all you. Um, that's all we ever really needed. They've added some things. Just a heads up. Like, there's been yeah. some, like, a little bit of Captain Marvel, and there's been some, like, oh, they're going to go do this, or oh, they might go do that. It's it's yeah. interesting. I think I texted you after I saw one of them. I was like, dude, it was awesome. But you're right. Like, they could have just done that, and we would have been yeah, they fine. Could, they could have left it with that first teaser trailer they ever put out, and yeah. I would have been happy. Yeah. Left it at that, keep it as ambiguous and as... Open-ended, you know, yeah open-ended as humanly possible and I would have been to the moon about it. So, okay, so, so with that in mind, with like a blank check basically, what are you trying to cash in? So, because I know everything's different. That yeah. has been clearly stated like the past couple of years that after Endgame, everything changes. Yep. So, I believe almost all of the original six mm-hmm. are gone. You mean at the end of it? At the end of it. Okay. At the end of it, I think... I, I think at least half of them are gone. I think we can at both agree three. that... I think that we both agree that Tony and Cap are going to bite it. Yeah, they're they're definitely going to be gone. Like, Cap... Uh, Chris Evans has said that he'll make cameos every so often. Yeah. But he won't be an active part. Yeah, he's done. Uh, Iron Man, or Robert Downey Jr. said he wants to play it until he dies, right? I don't know, man. I don't think he should. I think he should just sail off on the side. But I think we said this on when we talked about Infinity War last year. It was like, guys, it's time to move on. They got to get somebody else like in here. Don't recast. Yeah. Just move on to the characters, man. There's other characters you could talk about. Captain Marvel, Doctor Strange, and Black Panther for a few films. It's like, why do we need... I mean, we don't need them. Well, you have those, and then also a few, like, if... If you have any kind of knowledge of the comics, like a girl, uh, I think it was uh, Jane, takes up Thor's mantle. Yeah. That becomes Thor. And then you have Falcon becomes Patriot, or you have Patriot and you have Falcon, and both of them take over, like, the Captain America uh, mantle, yeah. as well as Bucky. Like, Bucky and Captain Falcon have taken over the uh, Captain America mantle. Yeah. So. Um, there's, yeah. Like, you have a bunch of different ways you can go forward with this without having the originals. Do you think My they're going to kill... The problem uh, is that they don't have a good Hulk film. That's all I want. It's a good Hulk That's all I want. Uh, my theory is, <sighs> what I predict is Cap is gone. Tony's dead. Good. Forever. Uh, I think that Thor lives on. I think that uh, Hulk lives on. Uh, and are you aware of any of the Disney Plus shows that they announced? 
Yeah, I saw that uh, Falcon and Bucky are having their own thing. Yeah, so I think they're going to live. I think they said a Hawkeye show is coming, so I think he's going to live. Uh, Wanda and, then, uh, and Vision. They're doing a Black Widow one. Yeah, they're doing a Black Widow prequel film. So, oh, okay. Uh, that's, so she either dies or, you know, they, they age regress her like we were talking about, and she's in that film. Yep. Uh, they're also doing a Loki TV show on Disney+, Plus, which is Disney's upcoming streaming service. And yep. uh, so I think that – I think Cap definitely dies. I think Tony dies um, or retires. Who the hell knows? Um, but, yeah, I think that – I think I want I, – I don't know if Thor is going to keep going because Valkyrie could easily take the Thor mantle. Uh, but I, I want Thor to keep going, and I want Hulk to keep going. Um, I don't see why Ruffalo can't do it. I mean he just – I mean he, he just has to stay in moderate shape. And but he's you could play you could be Bruce Banner for as ever long you need to because Bruce Banner doesn't really do anything he's not the action hero here and it they exactly. do all the they do all the Hulk stuff via motion capture so anyone could do that so it's like you could keep going uh, but I think that all I'm saying is I think that uh, the main two Cap and Tony die, die and I think they kill Thanos they take the gauntlet and re- un- undo everything but. There's like some temporal shift, like some of them can't escape, and like somebody's thrown into a new dimension or some some nonsense. But I think that Cap and Tony die. That's those are the two I'm fairly confident on. Yeah, I definitely. So again, I'm going full comic book. Um, I definitely feel like it's going to be like an end of the Thanos imperative, where it's a collapsing universe and a hero has to stay behind to hold him off. Yeah. That'll be Tony, like or that'll be sacrifice. that'll be that sounds like a Steve thing to do to fall on the grenade for everybody else. Exactly. Well, again, they, that was in Captain America. Yeah. Where they threw out the dummy grenade and he dove on it. Exactly. Uh, and then it's also the you know the big question mark of okay, how was Steve Rogers able to hold back Thanos for that one second and? You saw Thanos actually get like that little confused look of, "How are you doing this?" Yeah, it'll be. I'm, so, I'm. I'm. I can't believe it's like as we speak. It's less than a week away, which is fucking insane to me that we've been waiting a year for this. Uh, right. So afterwards, so we have a few things going on. We have obviously. We expect all of the characters that got poofed away at the end of Infinity War to come back. So we have all those characters back. But also, yep. the the day we never thought, I, at least I, I'll speak for myself, I never thought was going to happen. We have all the Fox characters now. You know, the, the Fantastic Four, the X-Men, the uh, Submariner. It's like we have all these characters that have been off limits to Kevin Feige and Marvel. So... Yep. Maybe in this post-in-game world, somehow mutants are created? Who the fuck knows? <laughs> I mean, well, the beautiful thing about comic books is that you have alternate universes. Yeah. And that's, like, the mainstay. Like, yeah. it is common knowledge. So they could just easily just be transported into a new universe where, you know, the mutants are... And the inhumans are there. Yeah. Or you can go... And it'll be like, uh, like the Secret Wars, like the newest one. Yeah. Where the Ultimate Universe and the main universe collided and became a new one. 
Oh my god, people are probably like, wait, there's a main universe and an ultimate? Yeah, it's, it gets confusing. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, talk about Facebook, I'll give you a lesson, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what are some, um, so what are some other storylines that you hope for? We talked about the scrolls, uh, Secret Invasion, we talked about what you just mentioned, the later uh, Secret Wars. Anything else you want to talk, like, discuss? Like, do you think that they should... I, I just want the Fantastic Four. Like, I want to see Marvel's Fantastic Four. Like, I really hope that that's, like, the next thing down the line. I, I want the Illuminati. Oh. Ooh, but if Tony's dead, I guess... Okay, it's Tony, it's Namor, it's Professor X, it's Mr. Fantastic, and I think it's Black Bolt, right? I think that's the five. Black Bolt and T'Challa. Oh, T'Challa. Good. Yeah, good. Forgot about T'Challa. So... So the reason why I want that is hopefully they can retcon Planet Hulk. Oh yeah. Because in that oh, in that instance it was Doctor Strange, Black Bolt. Yes. Tony Stark. Doctor Strange was on there. Yes, at the time. Yes. And Mister Fantastic all came together and said, "Hey, we can't have you here anymore." Yeah, dude. I hate to bring so, it to you, man. I don't know. With After Ragnarok, I don't think they're going to try and salvage that. I think that was all we're going to ever get, unfortunately. Agreed. <laughs> like, I, again, I'm starting to accept the fact that I'm never going to have, like, my one great Hulk film. Yeah. So I'm just I'm just sucking it up and running with it. I mean, going to be sad. Yeah. Um. So I definitely think... The secret invasion is going to happen with the squirrels. Okay. Um, we could also get X Men vs. Avengers with the Phoenix Force. Ooh. Um, Deadpool can be the new Stanley, which we've always talked about. That would be, be uh, the, the right and proper way of going about it. Yeah, it'd be very interesting to see what they do with Deadpool. They swear um, up and down that they're not going to tinker with it. Like, obviously, it's made Fox a lot of money. I would imagine Disney's like, no, we want to keep making money. We'll keep doing this. <laughs> yeah, and we've had how much support on this, and yeah. it brought in how many fans and kept the series alive for how long? Yeah, we're not going to touch that. Yeah. So I definitely feel like the potential for exponential growth is now on the table. How do you feel about bringing in Silver Surfer and maybe Galactus? Oh, well, that's the only right possible way to go because now that you've expanded the universe yeah. with Guardians of the Galaxy the Kree and the Scroll and Captain Marvel yeah you can have Galactus now because now you have all these new universal like yeah staple points and points of reference to where you know you can have like a Kree scroll, scroll battle on a planet and Galactus showing up to wipe it out while well, they're in the middle of the fighting and you can have the Guardians like Oh shit! We came here to try and you know get the innocents off of this planet while the war is going on, and we saw Galactus, and we now we know where he's headed. Yeah, you know, like there's so many ways to go about the new MCU after Endgame that you can't really pin it down. Well, you know what that means, though, right? What's that? We're gonna have to risk another Doctor Doom. Like, <laughs> but now that it's under. Kevin Feige and the rest of the MCU. I'm hoping so, dude. That would be so awesome to have a badass Doctor Doom in this world. Again, so I feel amazing. like, after, especially after seeing 
how bad they were mm-hmm. and knowing how bad they were and just like, yeah, we could definitely do that better if we ever get the rights to it. Absolutely. Um, and it, it's almost like a mission for them. Like, okay, we've had a decent Doctor Doom and Fantastic Four and then we've had a god-awful one. Okay, so... Now you, that we yeah. have this to play with, we know we can do better. Okay, so if you had to pin down one storyline out of all the possibles that could potentially happen down the line in the next five to ten years with this franchise, what, mine is Fantastic Four. I want to see Fantastic Four done properly. Uh, what, what's the what's one main one that you're like, I want this? Yeah, probably, probably Fantastic Four or... You know, or the Silver Surfer. Silver Surfer would be huge. Like, I really actually enjoy, you know, that that Fantastic Four to Rise of the Silver Surfer. It's not a good film, but, I mean, I applaud its ambition. Like, I was like, hey, man, they tried. They fucked up Galactus, but, hey, man, they tried. They got We got, we have to see the Silver Surfer. The Silver Surfer in that movie was actually really well done. Yeah, they should have just fucking made... <sighs> Never mind. That's... Past is past, dude. The past is past. Yeah, we, we, we tore that one apart. Yeah. So. All right, so I think we're on the same page. Like, we need Marvel's first family back. We need them to be, like, the the the. They need to be in their rightful place in this universe. Yes. Okay. All right, so we have a few things to talk about, and then we're gonna get to the questions. Uh, this is a very long episode, and keep in mind this is only part one. Uh, so we have a few films coming out the rest of the year. Uh, we have uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home. How do you? What yep. do you feel about that? I'm kind of iffy on Mysterio. I think it looks like it looks interesting, uh, but I'm very obviously we'll have to see what happens after Endgame to see where this is gonna fit. But uh, Mysterio, I never was really that keen on Mysterio. But hey, man, fucking Homecoming! I love the shit out of Homecoming, and it was it was probably top top two. Well, that that brings me to something I forgot to mention with Endgame. Do you think with the success of Spider-Verse, do you think they're going to try and bring Miles Morales into the MCU, or do you think they're going to try and keep him in that Spider-Verse animated, Spider-Verse animated world? Dude, anything's possible at this point. Yeah, it would be interesting. Anything is possible, and I'm keeping an open mind, because I can't fathom that we're even at this point. Yeah. So what do you think about Far From Home? Are you excited about it? Or, are you just, or is it just another Marvel film for you? I'm excited to see how they play Mysterio and to see what comes after. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm excited to see where it's taking place, how it's played out, because they're also bringing in Spider-Verse, uh, I guess, throwbacks in that film with the noir suit and the wing yeah, yeah, suit yeah, yeah, yeah. and everything else, which I was all about. So I'll be intrigued to see how they play Mysterio out and how the film, like, because again, it's after Endgame and it's in the whole new yeah uh, MCU. So this is the first film of see, the new world, yeah. Exactly. So I'm intrigued to see what, like, what that first step is going to be. Yeah, I, uh, I'm really looking it's, forward it's, to it. Yeah, because like uh, Far From Home is basically Iron Man. Number one. Are you talking about Homecoming is like number one? Or are you talking about Far From Home, which is coming out? Far From Home. Okay. Far From Home is the first step 
Oh, that's a very astute point, my brother. was the first step in the MCU. Yeah, you got a great point. So that will really set the bar, and hopefully, it'll like that will project what this big project is. Yeah. Okay. Next up, we have X Men: Dark Phoenix. We kind of touched on it a little bit earlier. are you excited about this at all? I, I, I'll, I'm going to go see it because I'll see James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender play Professor X and Magneto respectively. I'll watch that. They could just have like, hey, let's go grocery shopping for like 30 minutes. I'll be like, I'll see it. Fucking take my money. I'll go see that shit. Yeah. I mean, I like the X-Men series. Um, Apocalypse is very forgettable. <laughs> very forgettable, um, especially on this pod. <laughs> Again, I still haven't seen the trailer for this, not because of, like, Endgame-wise. Yeah. I'm avoiding it just because I keep forgetting to watch it again. It's very much kind of like funny. Last Stand. It's very much like Last Stand, which has me very nervous. Oh, God. Oh, it looks so bad, dude. <laughs> so, yeah, so, if it's really bad, at least after Endgame, I comment. Yeah. I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to see what it's going to gonna do. Again, it, we're playing with house money now because if it's bad, it won't count in a little while. But if it's good, hey, man, at least they went out on a good note, right? Exactly. Like, it, it, it's either neither here nor there. I, mean, I will go see it. We will review it. Yeah, probably later in the year, yeah. And, again, like, it, it, it has potential to be solid. Yeah, it could be good. I'm not expecting much. Uh, I have my bar set, and we'll we'll go with it from there. Okay, the big one I wanted to touch on, and then we'll get to the questions. This Joker film, man, with Joaquin Phoenix, directed by Todd Phillips, produced by Martin Scorsese. I mean, you seem to really enjoy the trailer. The, the trailer was good because of how it was shot. Okay. So I'm intrigued. Like, again, I'm... Hopeful, but wary. Cautious, cautiously optimistic. Yes, because it does look good. I just don't know if it looks good as a Joker film, if that makes any kind of sense. I just don't understand. I'm not putting it on the level of Hellboy. I'm sure it'll be a better film than Hellboy, uh, but I just don't understand it. Like, I don't get the point. I think because everyone loves a Joker, and then, you know, a lot of people would love a Joker origin story, but part of the mystery of the Joker... Or part of the draw of the Joker is the mystery in his origin story. It just seems so unnecessary. It seems like a cash grab. Like, oh, he's a fan favorite. Let's make a movie out of it. Very similar. I hope it's not as bad as this, but very similar to Venom, which I absolutely hated. Like, I, oh, yeah. I will be largely indifferent to Hellboy in the pa- going forward. I hated Venom. Like, I was like, this movie is fucking stupid, and it offends me that people enjoy it so much. Uh... <laughs> But I'm just like, why? What's the point? Like, why are you doing this? Like, no, this doesn't make any narrative or logical sense. No, I think it was just because of Suicide Squad yeah. and your letter Joker was so horrendous. Yeah. That they're like, we need to try and revive this beloved character. It just seems like he's going to be doing, and again, we haven't seen it. I'm just giving my impression. It seems like he's yep. going to be doing a Heath Ledger impression. And it's like, but then are you even adding anything new to this? Like, why? Why are we doing this? Yeah, so I'm very wary. Yeah. I'm, I'm hopeful, but I'm very... I don't know. 
But hey, man, when we talk later in the year, probably reviewing all these films, it, it might be, it might turn out to be yeah, great. Who the fuck knows? Again, I don't think it'll be like Hellboy. I hope it's not going to be like Venom. But again, I'm just like, I don't understand the point of this film. Like, I'm like, why are we doing this? This is not interesting to me. Again, it's the same thing with everything else coming up. To the for the first time, it's like, okay, I don't know how this is going to go. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, are you ready for these questions? I got them up and ready. Now these are the first. This is I'm happy to present the new questions again as a refresher. Each volume, I bring in a new list of questions, about ten or nine or ten each, um, because I like to keep it fresh. Because I have the same people on every year sometimes multiple times in a year so i like to keep the questions fresh uh because i like doing this This is one of my favorite parts of the show um because i'm very curious i hope did you like these questions compared to what you had to answer in the past you did were they up to the par were they were they acceptable yeah i like it because like some of them i actually had to sit back and think about mm-hmm. and actually like have an internal debate every mm-hmm. so often and then all others like you know brought up some good memories of like oh yeah i do remember this or yeah i haven't thought of this in a while so i enjoy it okay all right let's get started i teased this question at the end of last volumes at the end of last volume this question was originally going to be in volume three but i held it to volume four so here we go as a kid what did you want to be when you grew up i wanted to be a zoologist really i wanted to be a zoologist focusing on tigers Huh. Because growing up, tigers were my top favorite animal, and they still are my current top favorite animal. Like, I can't tell you how many birthday and New Year wishes I have spent on wanting a pet tiger. Like, growing up. Like, I, I specifically remember blowing out extra candles or getting, like, extra whatever for any of those, like, make-a-wish moments mm-hmm. and say, I want a pet tiger. Toss. I want a pet tiger. Toss. Please, for the love of God, I just want a pet tiger. Toss. So That's so weird. Up, I never knew that about you. Yeah, dude, I am, I love, tigers are my favorite wild animal hmm. of all time. And growing up, I wanted to be a zoologist with a focus on big cats and tigers. Well, now I feel... Now I feel like I took for granted the fact that I would walk by, like, a living tiger almost every day in college. Like, I walked by Mike's cage, like, every day. Um, oh, dude, that's, when I came down to see you and uh, Anthony that one year for spring break. Yeah. That's why I, like, almost beelined it. That's for awesome. For that case, because I wanted to see him. It's pretty awesome. Um Okay. All right, let's say, I think we've actually had this conversation off pod before, but let's go for it anyway. Uh, if you came into a very large sum of money, however way, right, what's the first big thing you'd buy? So the first thing I would buy, because again, wording's, wording is key here. Yeah, again, I want to just context, you know, you have all your money put in savings, you've You've paid a lawyer, you've paid an accountant, you've paid off all the necessary things. This is the fun thing. What's the big fun thing that you buy? The, the big fun thing I would buy is probably a car. I would probably yeah. get, you know, a Dodge Hellcat. Ooh, good choice. because it's big, brawny, beautiful, 
old school muscle car goodness. Yeah. See, I think that I would probably take a vacation. Like I would go I would go away for a month. Like I would just be gone, hop around the country, hop around the world, who knows, for like a month. You know. Just stay like, oh, I'll stay here a couple days, and then I'll catch a flight and go to this other part of the world another day or two. It's like that's that's what I would do. That's probably my big first purchase. Like I would just disappear for a month. Yeah, that's totally reasonable. That's why, like, you know, first big sum of money, you know, obviously would be, you know, paying off student loans and you know, bills and all that stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, if yeah. I were to buy one thing, it would definitely be, you know, a nice custom chart uh, challenger. Gotcha. Okay, what's a chore? What chore do you absolutely hate doing? So, growing up, my least favorite chore was picking up sticks out of the yard. <laughs> because it was just pointless. <laughs> it was pointless, and you heard, like, and for me, like, okay, go pick up sticks. Cool. Does that mean big sticks? Does that mean sticks? bathrooms especially toilets and tubs i hate it so much it's my least favorite thing see that doesn't bother me it's but folding clothes is just too tedious i see i could watch i could put something on television and fold clothes like for hours doesn't bother me easy easy peasy well i'll think about other things like i would have like a proper setup yeah to fold clothes like if i had like a proper way of like okay I take from here, I fold here, and I put over here, and have something in the background. Golden, but it just—I can never find a good setup where I'm happy with how I'm folding or doing the clothes. See, but then again, I hang up like all of my shirts. Like I don't—I don't think any shirt I wear, I like fold. So basically, folding for me is underwear, pants, shorts. Uh, you know, whatever this, but like most of my shirts I hang up, so I, ba- I basically just hang up the shirts and I fold the rest, which isn't that much. Yeah, I, I fold pretty much all of my t shirts and, uh, and of course, pants, shorts, everything else, and then my dress stuff and sweaters and everything get hung up. Okay. All and right. And with me owning, you know, a shit ton of t shirts. Yeah, you do. <laughs> all right so, what's uh okay what's your favorite candy bar or snack you know you're like you're at a gas station you're like i'm about to i'm, I'm dying for a snack what do you grab if i'm at a gas station and i'm picking up a snack it's probably a twix good choice my man good choice 
It's either it's either a Twix or a Kit Kat. Oh man. Depends on if I depending on if I want that uh, caramel. Definitely. I uh. But it's that the chocolate cookie bit which goes in the same. Like if I want an at home snack, it's Oreos and milk. Ooh, good choice. Good choice. <laughs> I uh, I'm usually. I'm a Twix or Kit Kat, but if I want something like from a gas station, I am addicted to Hostess Donuts. They're oh, Hostess Donuts. Yeah, the little six donuts. Uh, they have this crunch one. God, it's so good. I love it so much. Uh, There's a crunch one. Yeah, it's it's not really crunchy. It's just got like bits on it and stuff like that. It's not your chocolate glazed or powder white or whatever. It's this crunch one. It's delicious. I crave it randomly all the time. But yes, yeah, so if I had to just grab a candy bar, it's I'm right there with you. It's probably a Twix. Yeah, that's, it's so good. Yeah, uh, okay. Okay, what was your best school subject and what was your worst school subject? Oh, best or worst? I thought it was favorite. Was it? I had best or worst. Okay, so what was your favorite right. and what was your least favorite? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think my favorite was gym just because... Yeah, that doesn't surprise it, me. It was gym. You could do anything. I remember old school wall ball days were so much fun. Um, and playing knockout was always a blast. Yeah. And just that panic rush of, oh, God, that person has the ball behind me. I need to make this nap. Oh, yes. Um, worst and least favorite was probably English. Really? Just because... Some of the questions can be so subjective. Okay. And I can, you know, I can answer a question honestly and get it wrong because it didn't line up with, you know, what the story actually means. I got it. Uh, like, it was very, the, the subject was very subjective. It's <laughs> a great way of putting it. Uh, I think my best, I always did well in English. Um, you know, I was always like, eh. I can get this done. Actually, the class I always got straight A's, straight A's in, ironically, was religion class because I went to Catholic school. And, yeah. you know, that's our, that, that's just hilarious to me as an atheist. Uh, <laughs> but my least, my worst and least favorite will, will always be physics. Physics, I've never felt stupider in my life than when I had to take <laughs> physics. I just don't know what it is about it. But physics just made me feel so dumb. Like, if I got a C in physics... It was worthy of a fucking parade because I was just like, "This is fucking stupid. I hate this. It's awful." Why would I ever need to know this? <laughs> okay, so what's the best vacation you ever took? See, this one took a while. Yeah, it's a big one because because you know there's so many different vacations that I've had over the years. Yeah, well, which and, one? Which one is the most fresh in your mind? I guess. Most fresh in my mind. Most fresh in my mind was probably the most recent New Orleans trip. Okay. When I was down there for Super Bowl weekend, and I was able to see you and everyone else coverage yeah. for his birthday and whatnot. That was so much fun, dude. <laughs> so, like, that was But the more I think about it, the, the most memorable and most fun trips I've ever had were New Orleans, trips back home to New Orleans. Okay. Just because I was able to, you know... Meet up with the family, catch up with everyone, and it's also the times I've laughed the hardest. Yeah. Like, there's been other trips where, you know, I'm laughing and I'm beside myself and I can't think straight. 
but New Orleans, I can always bank on just almost dying from laughing so hard. Yeah, I think mine, um, I totally agree with you on that one. Uh, I think mine was my Italy trip like over a decade ago. I went there, I went to Italy. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah, I think that wins by default. Although I got to give a special shout out to our senior trip. You, me, Kyle, Kelly, and Amanda went on. That was, that'll always be glorious to me. That was just so much fun. Uh, oh, yeah. I just remember having a beer. Like, that was the first time I ever had beer for breakfast. Changed my life. It was awesome. That was the first time I ever had Jameson. Okay. Uh, I so. think I know that. <laughs> I think I know the answer to this, considering your first answer to the first question. Uh, would you rather speak all languages or speak to all animals? Animals. Yeah, I knew. <laughs> all, all day long. Just, just so that way I could actually communicate, like, hey, please don't eat me. I just want to be your friend, and I just really just want to pet you. Just Please just let me hang out. See, I think I do all languages. I would really want to be able to talk to everybody. If knowing all languages, there I could travel anywhere, and no matter what, I wouldn't feel, like, isolated. Or, like, not isolated, but, like, a stranger in a strange lane, you know what I'm saying? Like, at least I'd be able yeah. to communicate. That, that's fair. Like, my thing, um, my thing is, like, humans are humans and we have apps for translation and true. everything. That's, that's getting there. Yeah, it's getting there. And, but animals, like, there's so much more that we could, like, probably learn from animals mm. just on, like, a basic level kind of stuff. Yeah. And just to be able to be like, Oh, hi. You're a giant grizzly bear that could maul my face off. <laughs> Let's go take a walk in the talk, and then we'll hang out for the rest of the day. I just don't think like, animals have that much to say. Scenario. <laughs> I think animals are going to be like, I'm hungry now, must eat. I'm tired now, must sleep. I'm horny now, must procreate. Like That's all I think animals do. I think that's all that's going on. But again, like, if I'm able to communicate with them, like, hey, you're hungry? Cool. Let's go get you some food so you don't eat me. <laughs> Okay. Uh, okay. Speaking of eating, next question. Would you rather have unlimited pizza or unlimited tacos for life? Tacos. If I'm <laughs> under the impression, like me, I can't eat really both because there's cheese definitely on pizza and cheese a lot on tacos. So just imagining you can't have them both. So, so you're going tacos? I'm going tacos because... To me, good tacos, like, because of course, you know, there's, you know, a plethora of both, and you have your goods, and your decents, and your greats, and your horribles, and everything else. Yeah. Um, to me, personally, a good pizza doesn't, isn't nowhere near as Ooh. good as a good taco. Not only is that a hot take, that is a muy caliente take, my brother. Like, I definitely think when you have, like, when you have an outstanding Mexican food and outstanding tacos, you're more blown away by that than you are, than you ever will be on a good, excellent pizza. I can't say I agree with you on that one, but <laughs> I have had some pretty amazing tacos in my life that I'm just like, this is, this is it. This is what life, this is, this is why I was put on this planet. So I think I would go tacos remember, with you. And you remember where those were, right? Uh, some of them in Austin. Uh, I just know that, like, and I don't eat pizza because I can't eat pizza, but I do love pizza. Uh, 
Yeah. But I'll say that there are some times where I'll have a good shrimp taco where I'm just like, fuck, everything in life is great right now. <laughs> exactly. And that's the other thing. Like, tacos, like, pizza does have some diversity, but yeah. it ultimately comes up a little short in some ways. Yeah. Where tacos, you have the spectrum. Yeah. Because as long as you put it in a flour tortilla or a corn tortilla, it's a taco. Yep, this is true. And I was also, of course, including burritos and whatever in that as well. So if you were like, I don't like tacos, but I like burritos, I'm like, sure, same, same, same. Let's, let's, if we're talking turkey, it's the same thing, right? Uh, no, 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 no. If, if we're having tacos, we're having tacos, and you can have Thai tacos, yeah. you can have breakfast tacos, you can have barbecue tacos. Like, you can do whatever you want with a taco as long as it's in a flour or corn tortilla. Absolutely. All right. So... I'm very, <laughs> I'm very curious to hear this answer. Uh, if you had to sing karaoke, what song would you pick? So, uh, this is kind of hilarious because one of my part-time jobs is working as a DJ for karaoke. Yep. So, I've had to sing karaoke on multiple occasions. Yep. So, um, one of my go-tos in the past has been I'll Be by Edward McCain. Oh, God. Oh. That just reminds me. That's like the middle school dance, like, Hall of Famer right there. Oh, yeah. It, it just came on randomly, and I was singing it in the car. I was like, wow, I actually kind of had the had Oh, the my God. What a cheesy-ass song. <laughs> but I can cover the spectrum, because depending on the room and the situation and how much fun I'm having, Yeah. I can either do I'll Be Edward McCain or I'll do Tenacious D, Fucker Gently. <laughs> That's a deep cut right there, man. Exactly. Like, I can, I will do, I have done, and will do either of those two songs. Mine is, uh, mine's, uh, I think, I haven't done this yet, but I think a song I could, like, you know, not butcher, uh, I'll Melt With You by Modern English. I think that's, I think that would be my go-to. I think that's not a, not a very vocally challenging song, and I really love it. So I think I could do that, you know. I'll stop the world like and melt it. with you. I, I can respect that. I, I, I like your pick. Yeah, definitely. Okay, last question, and then fucking two and a half hours later. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, it's a two part. It's like, yeah, it better be. Yeah. Good God. Uh, if you had the entire world's attention for 30 seconds, however, magically, digitally, whatever, if you had the entire world, like, not just babies, I'm not including babies, I'm saying, like, Conscience, conscious, reasonable adults here, or reasonable people. If you had the entire yep. world's attention for 30 seconds, what would you say? Grow up. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Just, just grow up and be nice to one another. Just in the most simple sense, like, so many things could be solved if everyone just grew up and realized what the hell is going on. See, I don't have, like, an, I don't have an answer for this question. I thought about it since I put this on the list, I don't know what I would say. I don't know, like, it's not that 30 seconds isn't long enough. I just don't know how to articulate something, like, worthwhile. And that's, that's why it, you said 30 seconds. That's the quickest and best answer I have to tell the world in 30 seconds. Just Hell, you wouldn't even need the 30 seconds. You could do that in, like, 15 seconds. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, like, everything I want to tell the world in a short amount of time span yeah 
that's what it means. Just grow up and just be nice to each other. Like, it's 2019. We don't need to have X, Y, and Z still on the table and talked about. Yeah, and then you can tell someone all day, hey, man, be good. But they ain't going to be good. So it's like, well, shit, I... I can't really change people. I can't change everyone's hearts and minds here, but I guess I can try and change some people's hearts and minds. Exactly. Just, just grow up. That's all it is. Grow up. Grow up. Get over yourself and be nice to one another. That's all it takes. Amen to that, man. I think that's gonna do it for <laughs> us today. We will talk next weekend. Fuck, we'll be talking probably Thursday or Friday night after in-game, but we will record again probably this time Saturday. Um, I. Thank you, Justin. I will talk to you later, man. I hope everyone enjoys this first very long part one of episode (laughs) one. Uh, Thank you for sticking with us through this episode and all three years. I'm very excited about this year. I'm very excited about what what I have on schedule to come. And I think y'all will enjoy it. I hope y'all do. Um, This has been so much fun, dude. I can't wait to talk to you later. I mean, we text each other every day. so. Uh, But I can't wait to see Endgame this week. I can't wait to see Game of Thrones tomorrow night, and I really, really are looking forward to it. And I can't wait to talk to you about it next weekend. Hey, I'm looking forward to it as well, man. It's always a blast catching up with you. Man. Yeah, man, we've been doing this again. Fucking, this is our fourth year. I mean, this started as a city, silly little hobby. It's still a silly little hobby, but we've had so much fun. <laughs> we've had so much fun doing it. It's like, I, again, I don't have the numbers. Like, like the masses are not listening to my show. I'm totally cool with it, but we have so much fun doing it, it don't even fucking matter to me. <laughs> exactly. Alright guys, that's going to do it for us. I'm going to try and edit this down as best as possible. So, uh, we'll catch y'all on Wednesday, and then again we'll be back on the 1st. Alright man, I guess I'll talk to you later. Yeah man, I'll, I'll be there. Alright, bye bro. Uh, later man. Alright, bye.